Power Hour LSU Boom All night long Yes Let's freaking go, LSU fans. It is a glorious Thursday night in Tiger Nation. We're going to talk about Malik Neighbors. We're going to talk about all the other players we are expecting to see on Saturday night in Death Valley. The Cathedral Roll in all of college football that every single person wants to visit at some point in their lifetime. And I want to start off with the big question here. Do you, wherever you are right now, do you believe Grambling could be competitive in this game. Coming up a little bit later, we might be joined by the voice of the Grambling Tigers, Mr. Santoria Black. Pretty excited about that. And I want you in the chat right now, or wherever you are listening to this via iTunes, Spotify, you're re-watching this on YouTube, I don't care. Answer this question right now. Do you believe Grambling could be competitive in this game on Saturday night. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. Okay. Let me know in the chat right now. Okay. What I would tell you, no matter who you are watching this, is it's not necessarily do you believe Grambling will be competitive on Saturday night. It's do you want them to be competitive on Saturday night. The one thing that I do not want to see is what happened versus Southern last year where the Jaguars just fell apart in the first quarter. Okay? We have got to see what LSU can do versus an actual team, right? And we won't actually get to see that on LSU's level until we see Mississippi State here in a few weeks. But the truth is, you want Grambling to give some type of pushback. You just do. Okay? So, uh, a lot of you believe that they can. I actually agree with Rob here uh, and Tyler. I do agree. No, I don't think they're going to be competitive. I think the Fighting Hugh Jacksons will get blown out of the water. But I hope that is not the case. I hope it's not 37 to 0, whatever it was after the first quarter. That is never good for either team. Okay. So we want to see that. We also want to see a lot of Tigers get their opportunity to play, most notably Garrett Nussmeyer. Now we have um, on PHL beat down the desk for Garrett Nussmeyer to actually get to start in this scrambling game. That has been my position for months now. Give him at least one start. See how he reacts to the start. It gives him the experience going into next season on how to deal with being a starter and potentially this year. If there is a time where Jaden struggles and Garrett Nussmeyer is the guy you want to go to. Now, you also see in the thumbnail a picture of Malik Neighbors. I want to talk about Malik Neighbors' usage in the Florida State game. And I feel as if 
when I'm doing a live stream, it's not the absolute best to break down filmy kind of things from your vantage point or my vantage point or whatever vantage point. I truly want to see more Malik neighbors in the slot. I think it is something that could get this offense going. I don't like Kyron Lacey in the slot. I just don't. I want somebody that Jaden feels really comfortable with. And I think Malik neighbors is certainly that guy. And one thing that I saw in this Florida state game was how uncomfortable we were throwing the football to the outside to Malik neighbors. Okay. Now, we're about to get really technical here in just a second. We're going to show you actually a usage report, and it's going to have a lot of analytics on there. Don't worry. We're going to break it down for you. And if you're listening to this only, I will you know, run through what all the numbers actually mean, and I'm going to show you a few things that really stood out to me once I got my report in, okay? Uh, it was really well done by someone who is way smarter than me. What's up, Rob G? Good to see you, Dante. Uh, Tigers versus Tigers. You better believe it. BT, good to see you back in here. And don't forget, if we get $100 in Super Chats tonight, we're going to switch it up. We're going to give out another Kim Mulkey card. How about that? She just got a big deal. And the man of the hour, no man tonight is going to have a better night. Than Joe Burrow, who just signed a record-setting NFL contract. At this point in time, our GOAT, the guy that took our programs to heights we never thought was possible, our GOAT is the highest-paid player to ever play football. Let me repeat. Our GOAT is the highest-paid player to ever hold a pigskin. So congrats to Joe Burrow. Really happy for him because what he honestly did for us is priceless. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true. And I couldn't imagine if NIL was around how much money Joe Burrow would have made. It would have probably been, oh, I don't even want to, he probably would have had Cuban numbers. Huh? 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 Uh, Bill Gates would be like, wow, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> Maybe I need to pick up a football. So, yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting uh, time. Also versus Grambling, I'm really excited to see the debut of Mason Smith. I'm also excited to see the debut of Logan Diggs, who Brian Kelly just confirmed will be in a position where, well, let's be honest, he's going to get some carries. So I, I don't think Grambling's going to be competitive. I think. LSU is going to uh, come out really focused, and I think we're going to take care of business. I do. Keep in mind, we still averaged over seven yards per play offensively. All right? And I, I think we're going to destroy them. I do. Now, I want to show you – actually, I, I'll hold off on that. I'll hold off on that. Um, I was going to show you a little bit of film study. I did actually cut something up tonight for the live stream, and it was – a small part of our film study this past Sunday, but to me, the most disappointing aspect of the loss versus Florida state. And ultimately, you know, the defense is what cost us the game, right? I think we can all agree defensively when you get beat down that bad, you know, it's probably on you, right? But in theory, you could say that. If you look at the score sheet, you would believe that. 
But college football is an offensive game. And more often than not, when you play your best teams, you're going to need to get in a shootout. The best team Georgia played last season was Ohio State. That game was a shootout. An all-time shootout. The best teams LSU played in 2019, those games were shootouts. They were. Okay? So you've got to be able to outscore people. And I do believe, all right, especially if you are like me and you want to factor in experienced players, guys that got All-American love, guys that got All-SEC love, I do think what ultimately was the difference versus Florida State was the chemistry divide between Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels. I truly do believe it, okay? And that's why I want to move Malik to the slot. That's why I want to. And I think it's going to jumpstart this offense. Now, he did play some slot versus Florida State, but I understand him as an outside receiver. He is absolutely deadly as well. But I do think we have other guys who could play on the outside. I don't know if LSU has a slot receiver, okay? Um, we've had good slot receivers in the past. Um, it was part of the reason why I like Jack Best so much because he is a slot receiver. Um, you know, if if I if I have at the slot, you're going to have to make some of the more difficult catches. You're going to have to know how to get open. You're going to have to know how to move the chains, okay? And I went through and actually counted all the Malik neighbors mishaps that we had on Saturday, some of them were on Malik, some of them were on Jaden, some of it was just good defense, but we will not win the games that we expect to win this season if we do not get this chemistry down pat. We just won't. Okay? We just won't. All right. Bottom scroll is up, and uh, don't forget, if we hit a hundo... Giving out a Kim Mulkey card. Okay. Now, don't forget, I did release a very long column on Brian Kelly. What I liked and disliked from some of the things he said this week, it is linked down below. If you sign up for Patreon, guess what? You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. No questions asked. I send it to you. Oh, is that a bad thing? I, I feel like in the first 10 minutes, it's when I'm not uh, doing greetings and, and salutations. So I, I'm i sorry about that, uh, Sir Jared. So, Derek, it is a good deal, man. Get on my extra film studies. You got the plays I did not include in the Florida State film study. And you get direct access to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm a cat. And what was something I said? What's up, Dr. Morgan? Good to see you. I appreciate you making the trip. Okay. I, I really do appreciate you making the trip when you obviously had a lot of reasons to not make the trip. So thank you so much. Uh, there you go. Jared, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. And you get the first topic. Um, there you go. Now, next thing. I want to go through a few things that Brian Kelly said in tonight's post-game press conference. I say post-game press conference. And then, and then a post-game uh, press conference 
Uh, I, I'll actually go ahead and address this. This was actually the biggest takeaway is the JV and Toviano comment. That is very concerning to me. Very concerning. This is a top 100 uh, DB from Texas who honestly had some really good moments in the spring. They moved him around in the spring. And what I'm hearing at a position that we desperately need warm-bodied mammals that can go out there and make plays, which I think JV and Toviano can, if um, um, if 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 I'm in that spot, that, that concerns me. It really, really, really does, right? Because – what was interesting is we played a lot of true freshmen on special teams. If you play on special teams, that game still counts against you, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. That, to me, Danny, was the biggest takeaway from what Brian Kelly said tonight, okay? I think Toviano can play. I think he can give you something right now. Was his high school film the absolute best thing I'd ever seen? No, it wasn't like unbelievable but he is clearly an elite athlete and he is clearly somebody that looks like an sec ready player and he came in with a lot of hype and i thought that that was very interesting that brian kelly is making sure that you know he's, he's debating about keeping it within the four game minimum for him to potentially redshirt i don't know I don't know that that was very interesting to me, unless uh, the, the 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 practices he's just getting torched, or if he's just not ready to go. The one thing I would say when and I spent a lot of time watching uh, Tobiano. One thing one thing I would say about the um, the JV and Tobiano situation is, well, it was not the best system that he ran in high school. Let me put it that way. They did have a lot of blown coverages. And, you know, when you go from that to now playing in a Division One system, uh, it, it's tough. It's tough. I was shocked how many times his high school team blew coverage, and it wasn't on him hardly ever. It's just, you know, when you go from, you know, doing all of that to now going to – uh, playing at a power five division one level, it is, it is very, very, very different. Okay. So here is uh, Brian Kelly, some audio for you. And as always, we go to your super chats first and we'll get to all of your comments tonight. Okay. Here's coach Brian Kelly. Sure, testing that out in the preseason. Yeah. I think the plan is to get him in certainly uh, with the first unit um, and, and see how that mix goes as well. And, and look, I, I think part of it was, you know, to take an offensive tackle going against Florida State's defensive ends didn't seem to be the smartest thing to do in week one. But, um, you know, I think in week two, I think this is a good opportunity to get him in and, and give him an opportunity to play a little bit. So um, excited about getting a chance to see him play. Hey, Coach, would you like to play some old wide receivers this week? Chris Hilton, maybe Shelton Sampson, some of those guys? You know, I think Chris has deserved the opportunity to play some more regardless. Um, if we're playing, you know, and, and Grambling is going to present a great challenge for us. Um, I think Chris 
and again, regardless of the competition, regardless of who we were playing, uh, Chris is, uh, uh, he's put himself in a position in the way he's practiced um, to get more reps. Um, so Chris is going to be in the mix uh, and getting out there. Um, he's, he's shown enough to me in the way he's handled himself um, that, that he deserves to get in there. Sheldon's still learning. You know, it's still a process with him. Um, and, and, and he's getting there. And, and look, you know, there's a lot of freshmen that travel for us that, and we took them on this, tr the, the trip because we wanted them to get that experience. And a lot of these guys will get there, but they're still cooking. They're still in the oven. And I think we'd be a little early to take them out, but they're going to start popping and start playing this year for us. And, and he's certainly one of them. Welcome to Sabrina's Laws of the Game. Law so obviously I was coach Brian Kelly, first part of the press conference. I'm not going to play the whole thing because you guys are obviously here to see, you know, PHL. But um, but he did go on to say, you know, about Tobiano that he's thinking about redshirting him. And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Last week didn't happen. That's it. Be a goldfish. It lasts only, what, 10 seconds? Uh, goldfish forgets everything. Um, it, 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 it. It just saw in like a 10-second period. That's an absolutely crazy, crazy stat. Carter, I meant this is the only shooter, the only show that chats and greets all each other for 10 minutes. We do have an awesome group here. So special thanks to Jared. Thank you to Skipper as well. Okay, Skipper's Super Chat says, if you look at the stats, the score says it was a uh, the, the game was a lot closer than the score, but the score and eye test don't lie. And that's the thing. If you are playing a shootout, You've got to keep pace. You can't drop. You can't. If they start cooking, you got to keep cooking, right? This is Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen level shootouts. You better be ready to keep it going. Dante, thank you so much. Dante, a recent PHL card winner. Good to see you, man. I don't remember which one. We've given out so many cards lately. I was looking at my collection. I was like, dang. Things are thinning out a little bit over here. So I had to buy more. Gave out the Ed Ingram, Ed Ingram card to Danny Girl. Side of Van, TOV, Mason Dixon. Good to have you back. I'm trying to remember who keeps inviting me to the tailgate. I don't think it's you. I get a lot of tailgate invites. And that's fine. It just depends what you're cooking. I'm a big foodie. As you guys know, I make food a big part of what we do here on PHL. Now. Type Y for yes, type in for no if you are ready for the film study portion of tonight's live stream. And I want to show you, okay, this is how I am when it comes to sports. When you play your biggest games, your best players are the ones that have to get you over the top, okay? I kept seeing everyone uh, pile on Sage Ryan when we knew going into the game, Sage Ryan has not been our most potent playmaker, right? So if you are in a spot and you are playing a great team, you need your best players to get you over the top. And if you go through and you list the best players on our team, 
quite a few of them did not have their best day at the office. Okay. And that to me is what concerned me the most. Okay. Role player struggle. Sure. Now, one thing that can help your upset is, or can help you win a big game is if your role players hit another gear. Right. But truth be told, that is very rare. You need your best players to play at their best. And we did not have that happen. And I understand there's been a lot of talk about, y'all, we, we're, we're soft. And I do feel we had some soft tendencies. I don't like it when we are getting beat in the trenches and we're complimenting the other team. And they're laughing about that in the post-game uh, media scrums. I don't like that. I don't like getting ragdolled around. I don't like that. We're not a ragdoll team. We ragdoll you. And I go back to what we shared in Patreon and what I'm going to share here publicly. At this point, all right, and this is why you got to sign up, all right? And I appreciate Van sharing this with a really cool ESPN personality, Dominique Foxworth. Uh, a few of you have reached out about that. That was really cool. I really appreciate that so much. Obviously, getting on the national scale is, you know, a dream of mine. It's really cool. Let's just know we're doing some really cool things here. Um, but the truth is, and Van, Jared, a lot of our real PHLers, you know, we, we're fans. We, we care about this more than we probably should. We treat this. It's so important to us. Okay. But we, we want to always be truthful here. If you were to look at LSU football, all right, games are scarce. You don't play a lot of games. You don't. You don't. Okay? But the truth is, if you split games up into halves, you increase your sample. And so what I decided to do on Patreon is split the games that we have played under Brian Kelly up into halves. And I was very lenient grading a half as good or bad. Okay. Didn't do a deep statistical breakdown. I just went through every game and looked at all our halves of football. And I said, did we play good LSU football or did we play bad? Okay. And of the halves that we have played up to this point versus power five competition, about ironically, half of the time we are playing good football. And half of the other time, we aren't playing good football. And that cannot be the standard. That can. I, I, you don't want a team that only plays good 50% of the time. And what happened versus Florida State? We played good 50% of the time. We had one really good half. Defense made a few plays. Forced Jordan Travis into two turnover-worthy plays and one actual turnover. Had their offense a little bit disheveled. And we obviously put the foot on the gas pedal. Like Slade Roy shared with us a few weeks ago. We need to start faster. Our offense started fast. We got to finish. We got to finish. Jane's got to hit BTJ on that third down rub route. Okay? The pick play, whatever. We, we, we've got to finish. That's part of it. But we did start faster, and we did have a good first half, and we did lead the way. But what concerns me 
is the second half performance. It wasn't just bad. It's what we have expected up to this point because, once again, half of the halves that we have played have not been good. Now, we have won more games than we've lost, and that is a blessing. We won the SEC West. That is a blessing. We have done a lot in a short period of time. That is a blessing. We have played a murderer's row of quarterbacks. That is not a blessing, and we've had to overcome that. But the excuses are done, folks. You would be shocked how many former players were disgusted with what they saw, and they reached out to me. Me. I'm I'm a chubby dude. I, I, I ran 5-3 in high school. Slowest starter ever on my high school soccer team. Players after the film today reaching out to me saying that that disgusted me. Okay. And I would do anything for us to go out there and win. Okay. So let's tune up here versus Grambling and let's take this thing to the next level and let's go into Starkville. It's a Saturday game on the road at 11 a.m. Two areas we sucked at last year, road games and 11 a.m. games. We're going to go and we're going to blow them out. Let's go in and blow them out. Okay. Let's let's be the enforcer. Let's be the freaking enforcers. Okay. Is 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 that too? I know I missed a few super chats. We're getting to them right now. Y'all feel free to correct me if anything I'm saying right now is not true. Okay. If anything I'm saying right now is not true, please, please tell me. Please. Let's go to Devin. I'm worried our defense is bad. I feel BK won't get it done this year. We'll drop three more games. Ole Miss, Alabama, A&M. Okay, so let's uh, deconstruct this. By the way, I would love some barbecue right now. Uh, I, I always love barbecue. I think hmm, I think pulled pork is a little overrated and brisket is underrated. You know, I, I, I truly do believe it. Burnt ends are also underrated. Um, our defense is bad. It very well could be. Once again, the Toviano thing is is is, is it honestly got me a little messed up here um, about the potential redshirting him. I, I I don't I don't know if we have a choice, y'all. Uh, but let let's see what Denver Harris can do. Let's see what a few other guys can do. Um, once again, we got to keep all if we got to keep everybody in line uh, for everybody to be able to play. Uh, I feel BK won't get it done this year. It just depends on what your definition of getting it done. Devin says, I feel like we'll lose three more games. Ole Miss, Alabama, Texas A&M. I think at this point, we'll take it. I know that sounds not what you guys want to hear, but I'll take eight and four at this point. We we might be a few, it might be a year or two years away from actually getting this thing going. Um, but I don't think the defense is bad. We're getting, you know, the, the one of the best defensive tackles in the country back healthy to pair him with the best defensive tackle probably in the SEC this year. So um, we're, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, a and I'm very bullish on Texas A&M. I did take their over win total. I do like us in that game because Jimbo Fisher has never coached well in Baton Rouge. Every game his team has woefully performed under expectations. Even the 2019 Burrow game, okay, the senior night, the EAUX Burrow game, his offense averaged 2.8 yards per play, 2.8 yards per play. 
Do you know how hard it is to not get at least three? You know, you you have got to work. You have got to suck. You have got to suck to get 2.8 yards for play. BK stated that next year is when he expects our team to contend, and I believe he is holding back our talented players. We should play our best players. I agree. I agree. I agree. But then again, you know, the decision to redshirt somebody is one that honestly is, is one that I can't make uh, simply because, uh, you know, with freshmen, you you, you got to be at practice every day to really feel if somebody is ready to go or not. Okay. But I do agree with you, Carver. You got to play the best players. And I do think if the true freshmen come out and, and set a blaze these next couple of weeks, it's, it's going to make you do a lot of what ifs as far as the Florida State game is concerned. All right. And as you just heard, Brian Kelly said a few things about Sheldon Sampson. He's, uh, you know, a little bit away from being where he needs to be. Um, it, you know, once again, I'm, I'm not there every day. I'm not there every day. There's more to wide receiver play than being a six foot four freak. You got to be able to block, got to be able to know uh, the offense. So, yeah, he was a fall enrollee. So, there you go. Now, notice I'm not saying eight and four. I'm not saying eight and four. That's what the super chatter, Mr. Burnin, said. Uh, but LA Mama, I, I, I look. I, I don't think at this point we're above eight and four. As in, we should look down at eight and four. That should not be the standard, but that might be a reality. It might be. One thing I will say, LA Mom, is I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I I still think this is a nine win regular season team. I do. I do. Um, that's why that's about where I settled, uh, going into the year. So there you go. Joshua is saying seven and five. Oh, come on now, Joshua. I think, I think, I think we lost to a playoff team and a true national championship contender. Tell me this, tell me this, whoever you are, um, Whoever whoever you are watching this, tell me right now from your soul. I want you to give this to me from your soul. When you were watching Florida State, did you feel you were watching a playoff level team? Tell me where they were weak. Okay. I'm serious. Tell me where you thought you saw a team that wasn't unbelievably strong. There was really only one position where I thought they weren't that great, and that was the offensive line. But their play calling and all of that is is so good that they were able to make up for it. Tell them, Titus. Hey, wait, John's in the Patreon? Let's go. Uh, Actually, I don't think you're, you're a patron, John. Because this is kind of what I wrote in there. Um, 
uh, I like your halves breakdown, and you brought up that we're seven and five in P fives, but we are zero and three two to two teams. You can argue were great, but they were blowouts. Yeah, look, that that observation is 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 what led me to the you know the coolest thing that's happened to me this so far this football season. We're getting blown out. Okay, and actually, I would count four games as a blowout. All right. I do count AM as a blowout. I do. Uh, even though it was close at halftime, they pulled away in the second half and we played bad. Okay. I consider that a blowout, especially considering level of competition as a blowout. LSU, in any shape, form, or fashion, should never get blown out by five and 17. No, actually, a four and 17. That struggled with UMass the week before. We've got to be better. William with the super chat says eight and four. I hope not. Well, look, I'm telling you right now. I st- I, st- I still I still could see nine wins out of this, but the thing that becomes an issue is there's not a bad quarterback on this schedule. I think Will Rogers is overrated, uh, but he's not bad. He, he played relatively well versus us. He had to deal with drops. You thought our drops were bad. Will Rogers drops in the game versus us last year were nefarious. Um, Arkansas's got KJ Jefferson. You guys know how I feel about him. I won't go any further on that. Ole Miss, well, Lane, and whoever they want to put back there, they're going to be good. Brady Cook in Missouri is good. He's good, and he's a dual threat, and that's going to be on the back end of a back-to-back road game. Peyton Thorne, really good quarterback. I think that Auburn game is going to be a day game. Alabama, whoever they have back there, I mean, we know they're going to be good. Graham Mertz, I don't think is just bad. We could say at the very least he's experienced. Connor Wigman's a five-star at Texas A&M. And they, they probably have the, the deepest set of receivers in the SEC. Okay? So the Kenny Chesney president of PHL. Oh, man, we'd be in the playoff. I mean, we'd be in the playoff, and we if LSU wins out, they're the two-seed. They are the two-seed in the playoff. Okay, so you could be in a position where the Florida State game is a rematch in the national championship game. Okay, but if LSU wins out, more than likely they are going to be the two or the three. Okay, but if USC and Michigan go undefeated, LSU would be the four, and that would likely be a rematch with Florida State that game would likely not be in New Orleans. So Florida State would probably choose to be in uh, a, a, a different location if they are the one. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. But the key thing, Dante, at this point, is we we, we I know this is coach speak, but we got to take it one game at a time uh, before we start getting into potential playoff situations. Okay, so. There you go. 
Lots of good Super Chats in tonight. Don't forget, if we get to a hundo, we're giving out a Kim Mulkey card. Sibley! Good to see you. Paul K, welcome to the channel. Everybody, welcome, Paul K. Yeah, I know, William. I know. I know you're going. I'm going. Uh, more than likely, I'm going. I'm probably say 75, 80%. Let's go. 14 and 1. Cherry's going 9 and 3. Exactly. Exactly. Roger says nine and three is the absolute floor. Okay, let's take a look at the poll question here. Which wide receiver outside of Malik and BTJ are you most excited to see Saturday? Malik. Outside of Malik and BTJ. Chris Hilton leading the way. 55% of the way. But yeah, that borough contract is something serious. If you lose to anybody other than Bama or AM, the season is a flop. The next question will be what teams were underrated and why did we overrate LSU? That's fine if you have that viewpoint. I mean, I'm fine with that. If you are a nine and three team with the losses to Bama and AM, sure. But as bullish as I am on AM this year, let's see them versus a team not named New Mexico. Right? You saw how good we looked versus them last year. They were terrible. Okay. Tell them, Sibley. And Sibley means Saturday, by the way. Sibley's in London right now, where it is midnight. And he's flying in private for the for the Bama game. Tell him, D, really? Tell him. Now, here's what we're going to do. I've got something really special for you. All right. Um, you know, obviously the film study was long, over an hour long. Um, I do want to show you this. I, I cut this up uh, before we got going here tonight. And I feel as if uh, I want to share with you the things that really concerned me. And what I'm about to show you, I'm actually going to give you some other examples of this. Why the Malik disconnect with Jaden was so bizarre. It really, really, really was bizarre. Um, I don't think it was uh, for a lack of effort. Uh, I mean, they, the routes were ran hard. We're going up against some good DBs. I, I, I it was, just, it was just, it wasn't meant to be this this past Saturday night. Um, but I want you to. Take these in, and you tell me 
um, if this shocked you as much as it shocked me. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to show you a little bit of an example of what it's supposed to look like and why I think it did not work out this past weekend. Uh, Amicat's the biggest Bama hater here. That's okay. I think I think Amicat, there's a lot of people who actually live in Bama who would challenge you for, for that crowd. We got a lot of PHLers in here that are big time Alabama haters. Let's go to Sibley Super Chat before we go to the film study. How is Coach Kelly weathering the Tiger Nation? Social media is tough on him. I think he's doing just fine. You know, the the weird thing about this, Sibley, is I don't think this past game was as poorly coached as the Florida State game from the year before, right, where – we just kind of, you know, they played well, but we kind of just gave them the game. This year, we were not where we needed to be. But I I, I do think, uh, I do think he's weathering it okay. Um, but honestly, he's a great football coach. He's going to get us back on the right track. And I do see us winning these next three games. I do. But obviously there there are some concerns there. There are some major, major, major concerns. Now, Sibley, I do have a follow-up on this. We'll get to it here in just a moment. But I want to show you this. Okay? All right, so this was... The most disappointing thing for me watching the LSU offense versus Florida State, it was the lack of chemistry between Jaden and Malik. We missed so many of these types of back shoulder throws, right? And obviously Malik Neighbors was telling Jaden, hey, throw it up. Let me get an opportunity to make plays. And the reason why it was so disappointing was, look, if there was one thing very strong about Jaden's passing ability last year, it was his relationship with Malik Neighbors. They had such great chemistry, and you see this fade ball was very poorly thrown. It was underthrown. We didn't really give him an opportunity to make the play. So then we get to here. This is exactly what we want, right? Their safety rolling into the box one-on-one -on -one with our best receiver. Now, this is a really good defensive back from the portal, Virginia's uh, Cypress, right? And look, this is what we want. The protection, honestly, is pretty good, and we just need to give Malik a chance. Now, this wasn't his best route because he was so far out of bounds. Hey, throw it up. And here we go on the very next play, right? Uh, this is what we want. Once again, press coverage. We want to hit this over the top. It's a play that doesn't take a whole lot of time, and it's close to the sideline. So you can get out of bounds, call a timeout, do whatever. We get the same exact matchup, one-on-one, -on -one, our best receiver who should be a first-round pick. And I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So, as you can see, you know, those opportunities were there. Those opportunities were there.
Okay. I got a quote that I've heard many a times over, and I truly do believe it. Twitter is not real life. It is not real life. Ha, 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 ha. YouTube is real life. And that's why you're here, because I'm real. I'm talking to you. You could see me. I am not AI. I did see that Jerry Jones AI a little bit earlier, and that freaked me out. But I am right here, right now. Quasi, I'm not the GOAT. This LSU football team is about to be the GOAT. We're going to turn this thing around. Let's go. Let's go. Now, I do want to finish up here on John Sibley's wonderful super chat. I, I am, y'all, I'm just cooking. I'm just cooking. I've had a rough week because this team matters so much to me. I, I want I want us to go out there and win games, but I've also had a good week. Now it's football season. I'm happy we have games. I saw Amon Ross St. Brown score a touchdown. Life is good because I drafted a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, I love underdog fantasy. I love all of them. But every fantasy site this year collaborated to give me the eighth pick in every fantasy draft. Every single one, I was the eighth pick. What is the universe telling me? And my new favorite number is nine. If I had gotten the 1.9, I'll take the 1.9. How's Coach Kelly weathering the Tiger Nation? I think I think social media gets to a lot of uh, coaches. I do think Coach Kelly cares about his public perception. I do. Um, but I think he'll be able to overcome it like he did last year. We've just got to play better. We have just got to play better football. Like, obviously, I know a lot of us want to just go into Mississippi State and just find a way to win. Sometimes you go on the road, you just got to find a way to win. But I do want us to go out there and play better. Look, we're getting this guy back. This guy's going to help us right here. Mr. Mason Smith. We're getting him back. Let's go to Justin, FSU fan here. Well, welcome, Justin. Good to see you. Good luck to you. I left a comment on the other video, but I'll do it here. I just wanted to say that I respect the grind and the channel and that you do a good job. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I really appreciate it. We have an open door policy. We have a lot of Florida State fans that watch. And Justin, I would highly recommend you go back to our Thursday live stream. One of the coolest things. We had Big Game James on. Uh, James Coleman, and he had Peter Warwick join the show, which was pretty cool. It was for like a minute. But if you're a college football nut like me, I was going crazy because Peter Warwick was definitely my favorite ACC player ever. Uh, I loved him. I freaking loved him. Let's go to targeting. What freshmen are, are, are am I? Um, Samson. And honestly, heard. Now, I feel like. If I say heard, comes off a little biased because he's been on PHL before. I do want to include one thing, and 
you know, I am of the belief that it's okay if you get a player's name wrong, right? Pronunciations are crazy in college football. It's a little bit different in the NFL because players stay for so long. But in college, there's so many new players that come in and out. And I do a lot of SEC stuff, so I'm having to remember more players' names. There are a lot of strange pronunciations out there, okay? But I am in a unique position to tell you this because he said it on the channel, all right? I asked Lance Hurd, does he want to be known as Lance Hurd or the Lance Hurd? And I asked him two times, actually, and he says, I want to be known as Lance Hurd. That's his name. Now, if I see Zalance, I'm not going to freak out. I, I just love that he's a good football player and a good dude. Well, he was to me. Um, but yeah, he goes. He wants to go by Lance. So, uh, just just want to include that out there. Uh, I posted the clip on Twitter if you want to go see it, or you can just go listen to our whole interview er, earlier this off season. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. It is Lance? Uh. That's true. That's true. It is indeed. We'll talk uh, some Major League Football a little bit later in uh, in the broadcast. But yeah, William, I do agree. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just that we. Um, obviously, the comeback route to Malik Neighbors was an interception. Even more so than those back shoulder misses I showed you or jump ball misses. Um, that was our go to route. And it was an interception, something Jaden does not throw. And then we missed Malik on a snag concept to move the chains. And we decided to throw to uh, BTJ, and the ball was batted at the line of scrimmage. If we would have gone to Malik, we would have moved the chains and it would have been around midfield. And on that concept, Malik actually had room to catch it and make uh, a play after with it. So there you go. How'd I jinx it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did the interview, and 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 I always ask like if there's two different names. I always make sure uh, whatever you want your name to be, it can be your name. If you wanted me to start calling you Frederick, I'll start calling you Frederick. Okay. Yeah, it's a Dylan Cruz back there, man. Why not? I'll give it to you. Why not? I actually can't get that one up. Ha, 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 ha. It's one of my favorite cards, and that's why it's out. Let's see. Now. Uh... No, it's true. It's true. 
That's true. Was Saban three or four years? I know uh, Les was three and, and Ed was three. Let's go. Let's see. Let's go to Sibley, who super chatted a little bit earlier. Carter, although JD5 had a good statistical game, what are the odds that he could lose and and doesn't bounce back? I think he'll bounce back. You know, with Jaden, one thing I always say about Jaden Daniels is with the way that he plays, he gives your team a really good ceiling, right? He is going to go out there and at least get you um, uh, in, in a game, right? Now, obviously, there were some teams that blew us out, but truth be told, he does enough good stuff in a game to where, you know, he's for the most part going to be a good quarterback. You know, last year he had two awful games, and that was, of course, it was Auburn and Arkansas. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he, I think he'll be fine. I really do think so. Once again, we average seven point one yards per play. Take out the, you know, garbage time touchdown. That's still like it was about six point seven, six point eight yards per play. After the first half, we were at seven point one, which is really good. You know, you want to be over 6.2. That's a college football playoff level unit. Okay. So I, th- I think I think he's going to be fine. And honestly, he was he was good versus Florida State. Yes, in what you just saw, he missed some throws. I would say, you know, his back shoulder throws are tough. The reason I showed you three is if we complete at least one of them, we're probably scoring a touchdown. Um, you know, he, I, w- I would say probably five missed throws overall uh, is, is what I counted. That I would consider to be not great. Okay. Now, Travis had some too. Okay. Uh, but I, I would say, I would say five ish, and, and his, his were bigger. Now, with that said, it is important to also point out that this is not his game. Okay. You have to include the QB draws. You have to include the runs. You have to include that those are very efficient plays for us. And, you know, if he's such a great runner, you know, if he was an elite thrower, he'd be the number one or well, number two pick in this year's uh, NFL draft. Um, but he's not, you know, the most elite polished passer it's just not his game uh it it does need to get better but at the same time the the Kyron Lacey drops are so critical okay and the thing is you know the 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 big one in that third quarter that drop was so huge because that wasn't his first drop of the game Okay, so if you're if you're missing those drops and you're missing those first downs, it just destroys your confidence. It really, really, really does. Let's go to Justin. Neutral perspective here. I think the drops killed his team more than it killed Florida State. I agree. I agree. And Florida State was way better on third down.
Yeah, it's important to be fair. You know, if if I feel like, for instance, I'm going to mostly be critical of, of throws to Malik neighbors because that's that's our top guy. There's a lot of chemistry, right? The miss to Brian Thomas Jr. on the first drive was massive, and it's in the film study if you want to see it. It's, it was just it's just massive. Um, but you know we we, we got to put our best receivers out there. We just do. Move Malik to the slot and play him there more often, and watch us cook. I guarantee you, watch us cook. I agree, Kevin. I mean. They, they, they were better. They were better. Their portal class was crazy. Hey, Obi, good to see you. I did a few nice plays. Yeah, two or three not good as one. That would make my life. That would make my life. Good to see a bunch of PHL regulars here. I know it's very competitive. We're going up against NFL football the first night. The Lions are actually good this year. Pretty cool. Kind of like watching their team. I love their play caller, Ben Johnson. Basic name, but gets the job done. He gets exotic. You want to see a team that knows these are the two teams that run 12 and 13 personnel better than anybody. Okay. They they do so many weird switch releases with their tight ends that if you're a defender, it makes your life hell, bro. Hell. Now. I don't know. Let's see. Got a viewer on Twitter. Who says. Um, says Grandma will be competitive. I, I keep forgetting we are live on Twitter.com too. All right. Now, I want to show some love to you. Actually, I don't know if I want to put this. I won't, I won't go too long on this because uh, this, is, this is very advanced stuff. It does help me a lot, uh, but he uses EPA, and I think that is a little too advanced. But this was uh, just the overall report that I, I was given here as far as uh, you know our overall efficiency and what we actually decided to do. The one number I really want to focus on here is this play action number. Okay. We use a lot of pre-stamp motion. That was kind of known. Play action percent, 15%. Okay. It has been proven time in and time out. You do not need the running game to be successful for play action to work. We didn't use play action a lot last year either. Okay. Uh, slot target percentage at 30%. I want to see that go up because in theory, that could mean you're going over the middle of the field. Okay. So you see, it's negative two means we were 
under expectation when it comes to slot targets and over expectations for wide targets. It really doesn't matter to me, but I would like to see more slot targets. But I wanted to just show you just a little bit of that for my buddy, uh, J. Bud Davis. Let's go to Don. Uh, who says, Florida State, wish we were in the SEC. We are passionate about football. Go Knowles. We'll be rooting for LSU. Look at this. I I, I don't think this is true, but I, I've gotten more Super Chats and love tonight from Seminole Nation. It's still LSU all day. Don could have dropped a million here. A million. And I'm still sticking with my Tigers. But, Don, I really do appreciate it. Feel free to stop by anytime. So I've talked to a few Florida State people about this. And I actually did a video in the SEC channel about how I don't want Florida State in the SEC. Okay? I think them going to the Big Ten would be so cool. It wouldn't make geographical sense at, geographical, geographical sense at all. But Don, if you can't like, I understand like the grain of rights and all that stuff. It gets like very, very, very complex. But yeah, Walter's in here tonight. Good to see you. But yeah, Don, y'all are y'all are for real, man. Uh, 57.6 is an F. I think you're referring to Jaden Daniels QBR. So 57.6. All right. Oh, so it was Walter who point opposed to the QBR. Jordan Travis is 94.7. Okay. So I'll explain QBR here. It is my favorite quarterback stat. And 57.6 QBR is not a good score. Okay. But it is not an F. All right. A 50 QBR means that you performed at an uh, like at an average level quarterbacks level okay so 50 is you know a replacement level quarterback 57.6 isn't good but two things the first is Jaden's QBR was well into the 70s for most of last year okay and the second thing is you do have to look at the tape too. All right. 57.6 is a little misleading because one thing that will hurt your QBR are interceptions. And well, you know, is the interception on him? Oh, Malik slipped. If he slips, he probably doesn't throw it. I don't know. And obviously drops will hurt your QBR as well. Okay, so 57.6 is a little misleading. I think I think that was a little harsh. Um, you know, for me, I, I had Jaden it, 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 using – my grades are different. Uh, Walter, you've been in the Patreon before. Um, so you've seen it. I actually do just give out letter grades just because it's simple and, and, you know, like you guys said, people growing up, that's how you'd receive it. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was around I gave Jane about a C C plus performance. Let's go to Romeo. Heard you talking about Toviano a little while ago. What should go into or factor 
in the process of deciding to redshirt someone. All right. Let's discuss this. All right. It does go position by position. So if you are a running back, you do not want to get redshirted in theory because you have such a short shelf life in the NFL. You want to be three and done. You just do. You want to be three and done and get into you know the contract cycle. I think you guys know how all that works. If you're a quarterback, Jordan Travis is year six, okay? So if he didn't have the Rona year and if he didn't have a redshirt opportunity, he wouldn't be playing right now, okay? So, you know, quarterback redshirting is actually a good thing because quarterbacks get better as, as they age, right? Your brain doesn't stop developing until the age of 25, and quarterback is as much mental as it is physical, as many of you know. Um. Defensive back Zach is one of the more difficult ones to, um, you know, kind of ponder, right? Because you look at some of the positions like offensive line. Offensive line is a position I think you want age, you want fourth, fifth year guys. Also, offensive linemen don't give you value really on special teams the same way that other positions do. If you're a defensive lineman, that's kind of the same thing as well. So that does open things up for you as a redshirt kind of guy, right? And your age cliff isn't nearly as sharp as it is at other positions. What makes it really hard, Zach, for defensive backs is they're your special teamers. They are your special teamers. They're on punt team. They're oftentimes on punt return. The A lot of them do play kickoff return. Um, normally that's reserved for linebackers and, and the return people, and receivers, I mean, that could be a wide variety of things. So, you know, at this point, Zach, we could use Toviano not only as a special teamer, but as a defensive back. And at this point, Zach, I think by far the most shocking thing I've heard this week is that what Brian Kelly said about Toviano earlier. That that really blew me away that they're debating on do we want to keep him at a four game minimum so we can keep him as a red shirt? I don't know. My thing is this, unless you are a quarterback, I don't think the redshirt process is really all that important. I just don't because you, I, I, I truly do believe you need to be able to come in and help the team right now. Uh, but, you know, as, as, as good as the spring reports were on him, it is very interesting that he's kind of faded here. And now we're at this point where we were wondering about a red shirt, okay? And what's very interesting about that is I saw other defensive backs play special teams. I saw uh, Jeremiah Hughes, who's a true freshman, play special teams. I saw Whit Weeks, uh, who's a linebacker, but he played special teams. So, you know, it, it is it is very, very, very bizarre. I wouldn't overthink it, and I would just play him. He's a top 100 recruit, came in with a lot of hype, played a lot in the spring, play with the first unit in the spring uh, spring game, just let him play. Don't, don't even think about it. But unless, you know, he is saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of want a red shirt. Can you keep this in mind? Then you obviously have other things you have to consider. Uh, but we are in such a need for defensive backs. It's, uh, it, it's important. 
it, it's very, very, very important. All right. Hit the LSU NIL. Huh? 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 It would be nice. It would be nice. But Donna, I want to say thank you. Your hard-earned dollars coming to an LSU channel. I really do appreciate that, man. I, I don't take it um I don't take it lightly. I, I take this very uh serious. And obviously I spent months watching your offense. And it was gotta be real. It was a lot of fun watching him. It really was uh learning about so many different things that they do and it makes makes them good makes them good and it makes me appreciate how we held them to 5.5 last year uh a lot more okay now if we can highest paid player in NFL history good to see you, Hayden If dropped a million, I put it. Yeah, I, well, I'd be fans of both. Y'all want me to talk about Joe's contract? We're getting a lot of questions here about Joe's contract. PHL legend Joe Burrow. PHL guest Joe Burrow. I say guest in quotations. That was cool, though. It really was. Have you seen enough to know Zai can hold his own? Yeah, so Coleman got him on that first touchdown. So what? Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to play a lot the rest of the way. I do. I do. But, but yeah. Now, uh, what I might do is, you know. Uh, just, just make sure, uh, guys and gals, just make sure we don't like just spam the chat with like a gazillion messages from the same person because it makes it hard on me. I want to be a, I want to be able to see as as many messages as we possibly can. So, um, you know, sometimes I feel like people want to say something, but it's just like a completely different conversation. I don't mind a thousand chats. You know, I got to read them all. I, I try to read them all anyway, but um, but just keep that in mind, okay? Uh, because we are a very chat oriented live stream type of channel uh let's see any chance deuce bounces back and becomes a pretty solid member of our secondary or do you um or do you see him getting burned a lot in the sec uh no i think he's going to be a good player for us i think he'll be a good player for us uh, let's go to Danny girl. Carter, who do you think should be starting in the secondary? We all have concerns, but do we have the dudes and, and they just didn't execute. Okay. So this, these two super chats kind of, you know, go hand in hand. I think Deuce Chestnut and Alexander deserve to be the starting corners. Um, I, I, they obviously had a rough night, in particular Deuce. Uh, 
I'm still fine with rolling those guys because what is the alternative at this point? Okay. Now, in this grambling game, let's just say LaTerrence Welsh, Ashton Stamps, and Denver Harris, and whoever else comes out and balls out of control. Sure. Let them start. Let them play. Let them go out there and be the guys. But I'm fine with giving those two guys another chance uh, because I, I will I will say this. It, I had never going into any one game felt so confident that one unit was about to torch us as I was about Florida State going into this LSU game. And that's not negative thoughts. I cheer for the team just like you do. Okay. But on every show for the last few months, it's, 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 I, I've been really consistent with my message about that. And a lot of it had to do with Florida State. Now, the gasoline was poured on the fire with this take when, uh, when, when, of course, we were hearing about the secondary consistently having tough days in practice. Okay. But for me, the starting secondary should be Zy, Deuce. You know, I tonight changed a lot for me for Toviano. It just did, you know. Um, you know, at, at nickel, it's got to be Andre Sam. I thought Andre Sam did some good things. And then our safeties should be um, remain the same with Major Burns and Greg Brooks. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not a – uh, as great as they were, one thing I did notice, Danny, was we did um, we did get lost. Okay, we got very lost in coverage. Okay, now there are times where that is okay, and that's when. Jordan Travis is scrambling, okay? And he's buying time, and he's zigzagging. He's Bryce Young in it, uh, Burrow in it out there, and just buying time for someone to get open. That is a legitimate excuse to lose somebody, okay? Those things happen. But it was a little too easy uh, in some of our zone schemes where we did get lost, What was my takeaway with Denver Harris being available? Thank you again, Rome. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to, you know, take too much away from anything at this point when it comes to discipline, whether it's Denver Harris or Anybody, honestly, at this point. I do want to see him, though. Like, 
I know, I know I miss on evaluations. I, I know I do, but I really liked him coming out of high school. And I really, I really liked him to, um, I really liked him to be a part of what we were doing. I really, really, really did. Let's see here. Try and get somebody on from Grambling here. We're supposed to get Santoria on. Said he had a game tonight. On a game tonight. So we're try to get somebody from. That's why I go on Thursdays to get someone from the opposing team. But uh, but I'm happy. He needs to play. We need to see what he's got. Uh, some guys just aren't practice guys. Some guys. Um, some guys just need an opportunity. All right. At this point, there's not really a whole lot you can lose in this next game. All right. Now, the next thing I would say is the the, the practices were kind of tough for him. Uh, it's not just, you know, the spring game. It's some of the other things uh, that was seen by the media during non-filmed practices and just some of the things that were seen in film practices. Okay. Um, a lot, a lot of it is, a lot of it is mental. Kyle, what's up, man? You want to be the guest for hog week? Oh man. Hog week guests. I mean, there's a lot of, well, I'll think about it, Kyle. Kyle, you, you knew my guy, Ross, right? Ross Mack. I talk to Ross every day, bro. Adam, good to see you. Weather. I, I'm kidding. Weather, weather's been crazy everywhere. Uh, one of my comedy clubs I used to work at got hit by, what was it, a, a, a storm surge? They called it uh, something else. And it, it destroyed the club a second time. It had a tornado hit it uh, last year. Weather, weather gets crazy this time of year. You know, the earth is just trying to figure out what it wants to do. Do I want to be absolutely scorching hot? Or are we ready to cool things down a bit? And when things cool down, I've, I've a, I kind of want PHL to become a turtleneck channel. Have PHL um, turtlenecks. Nicole, just hit me up. I'll get you on for Arkansas week. Hey, uh, you toured Europe with him. Yeah, just hit me up. So Jeffrey, starting the Nuss bus? Uh, I don't think it. He should play a lot though. Sage a punt returner? I'm down. I will say. Um Aaron Anderson could be dinged up again. Uh so uh, he is probable.
Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Obviously, we're friends with some of the guys on the team. We want them to succeed. But my opinion doesn't matter. It's it's what they want to do. And I think these guys are going to come together and put together some 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 uh, some really good games. Nobody's opinion outside that building is what what matters. Okay. Now, hope you guys value my opinion. <laughs> but I I think these guys are going to band together and and, and string together some dubs. Let's go. But I'm I'm going to be honest with you, AP, and I think you know me pretty well. You know I. When, when I played sports in high school, I was a um, I was an end results person. I didn't care how we got a win. Just find a way to get a win. Okay. But my opinion on this just kind of changed, uh, you know, over time. Um, I think if you focus too much on end results, you can be – you know, you, you can be jaded about about some things, right? And one thing I think was uh, a, a a little misleading for us last year was were some of the wins. Um, you know, so, so um, the, the thing that really concerned me about last year was not that we barely beat Alabama. Alabama was a really good team, and. Obviously, I've been very vocal about getting blown out, and we gotten blown out a lot. I got blown out four times in the what uh, fifteen games here. That's a lot. What what concerned me was was not playing well and winning. Okay, the end result was good. We won. We didn't really care because. One of the games where we didn't play well and won was the Arkansas game. And all we needed was Alabama to win the West, and boom, we're in the SEC championship game. But we didn't play well in that game. We didn't play well versus Auburn. Auburn averaged 6.3 yards per play in that game. That is a national championship-level offense, right? 6.3 yards per play with Robbie Ashford, who's now a backup, and a lame duck coach. 6.3 yards per play. And we averaged 3.6. Now, I've not looked this up, but I wonder if there was ever an instance where a team averaged 3.6 yards per play and the other team averaged over six and the team that averaged 3.6 actually won. And Brian Kelly said after the game, hey, we can't really play like that. And Brian Kelly is a process guy. He is a process over results guy. Not all coaches are like that. Les Miles was a results-oriented coach. He didn't care if there was 50,000 clock snafus. As long as LSU won in the end, that's all that matters. And ultimately, you saw what happened. He fizzled out. And, I, you know, if we're really about the process, we just got to play better. I'm, I don't... I don't like these long stretches where we're dropping a lot of passes, blowing a lot of coverages, getting out schemed here, out schemed there. We have got to reevaluate everything, reevaluate everything, how we game plan, how we script. The opening script of plays in this game versus Florida State was absolutely freaking incredible. 
absolutely incredible. I really do mean it. it was that good. And you know, the the running back slip was um to, to Trey Bradford to start the game was good. Let's see more of it. Let's do more leak kind of plays. I love leak plays. You want to see a leak offense? Go look at Kansas. They they leak their tight ends and running backs in such creative ways. The game you're watching right now, the Chiefs, they are the masters at it. They're so good at it. Okay, and it generates easy opportunities to get our offense going. It it generates easy explosives to get our offense going. It goes a long freaking way. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Guys, mine doesn't matter. Mine does not matter. There is a very, very key player on this team um, that, you know, a lot of you don't think is really good. And I'm not even talking about Jaden. Okay. There are some players um, that, uh, that, that you guys think is really good, and probably they're they're not as good as you, you probably think they are. Okay? That's on every team. We all have different opinions on everything. Okay? Um, and something else, you know, AP, is not – and this isn't really an LSU thing. This is just an every team thing. Uh, the main key is just getting everybody on the same page. Right, we need to do this to produce a better result. We need to do this to play better. Okay, and that's why I think you know starting a bunch of new players could be a good thing in this in this scrambling game. I really do think so. But thank you. It's 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 a good super chat. My film breakdown confirmed. That LSU should start in us. Um, look, I don't really know how you can come to that conclusion. Now, I want us to start versus Grambling because I want him to get the starters' experience. But there was a lot of things that Jaden did well in this game. There was a lot. I did see improvement. I really did. Uh, his cross hash throws were really freaking good, okay? Where he's standing on one hash and he's delivering it all the way to the opposite side of the field. There's some really good ones. There's some really, really, really good ones. Um, and look, it's, it's, it's like the famous family guy skit. All right. Let me see. I'm not able to... See your comments. They froze again on on StreamYard. Let me see. Did they freeze? Yeah, crying. It it froze right before crying super chat. That's some BS. Some BS. So here's what you're going to do. All right. I'm going to try and uh, reset this. I see you crying with the super chat. Don't think I'm ignoring it. I want to be able to put it up on the screen. I see your question. Can you go over the breakdown of zone coverage? I don't understand just because our guys in time and our guys at times in zone were around Keon, but no one got in front really. Okay. We'll talk, we'll talk some zone coverage breakdown uh, here in just a second. Okay. 
Jared says the cross hash throws look slow from the stands. Yeah, because they're long. <laughs> I mean, they, they a lot of them look that way. Okay. Now, one way to keep PHL cooking, supporting those who support PHL, including PHL Nation. Something I have been waiting to share with you for so long is our partnership with Louisiana Controls Incorporated. They are committed to giving you the absolute best when it comes to commercial refrigeration and HVAC needs stick with the professionals that have been doing this for over 40 years and you know this louisiana weather can get absolutely insane so call them today 225-924-4900 let's go let's go to william but let's first go to the super chat lsu has never been a process team lsu is a punch you, punch you in the mouth school so wayne wants us to get more physical i do agree we do need to start moving some people uh, let's go to Crime Belly. Can you go over the breakdown of zone coverage? I don't really understand because our guys are in are at times in zones where we're around Keon, but no one really got in front of them. Okay, so like I've always said, you as a college football fan are hurt. I'm hurt by this. You cannot see the field from the television camera. All right, college football is one of the sports where it does actually benefit you to go to the game to actually see everything, right? It drives me crazy that the television cameras don't just zoom out a little bit because you can't see. Like, I, I I couldn't imagine a world where, you know, in baseball, I can't freaking see the the pitcher throwing the ball to the catcher at all times. I want to see both people in the camera, okay? Um, so it's hard to, you know, know whose zone assignment is what. I will say it is probably harder crying to see who messed up in a zone coverage assignment than it is to understand who messed up like in a miscommunication between a quarterback and a wide receiver for this reason. Coverage rules change so much. Coverage rules are so different now, right? You have Fangio schemes, you have Saban schemes. They all have different terms for what certain things are called. Um, you know, there's split uh, coverages, which, you know, you're playing cover two on one side, cover four on the other, which is obviously cover six. Uh, it, it's 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 complex. And I've always said defensive back is not my strongest suit by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but to your point, we did give up a little too much easy throws. I do think we are um, we are struggling to process where everyone needs to uh, everyone what um, where everyone needs to be. Who needs to guard who? Who needs to guard who? Who needs to guard who? Okay, so, so yeah, you know, just, the, 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 I, I will say this crying, outside of the deuce interception, I would have liked to see our DBs make a few more plays. I honestly think one of the best plays that was made was one that actually wasn't made. Uh, I think Major Burns' coverage on Keon Coleman 
was really good. He he did everything right. He got the got his hand in there, did what you're taught when your hand is in between the receiver, just sling it on out. So there you go. But yeah, uh, once again, please don't spam the chat. Please don't. It's okay. Breathe in, breathe out. Enjoy the show. Enjoy it. Let's go to Stefan on Facebook. Thank you for holding it down. Team Zuck. Do you think Dembrock needs to highlight JD's five strengths moving forward? We can't continue to force to be a pocket passer when he is elite on the run. So I'd push back on this. I think Mike did call some really good design quarterback runs. Um, do I think the offense can be a little bit better in terms of giving Jaden some easy layup opportunities? Yes. And by easy layups, I mean just scheming someone just so wide open. And Florida State's offense does a really good job of that. Lane is probably the best at that. Um, but you, you know, one thing I, I, I slowly began to grow from Brian Kelly's perspective you know, he kind of pushed back when people said, hey, do you need to get more creative when it comes to the playbook? And I understood why he got a little defensive about that, because as a coach, if things are open and things aren't being caught, then you you, you have the good defense of saying, hey, we just did not have the guys run the plays that needed to be ran. Okay. All right. Put him in timeout for a little bit. How about that? Same. Uh, try it. Try and get Centauri on here. I know um, Zach wants to talk some NFL. It is opening night. Our halftime shows are the toughest. Let's go, Mars. I love it. It's going to be cool. going to be cool.
Here we go. We'll get Santori on here in a second. Now y'all gonna love him. Huh? 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 Oh hell yeah. Uh, open up Facebook to uh Facebook and first thing I see is a baby announcement. I always wonder why I don't grow on Facebook. And I think it's a blessing. I mean baby I, I'm telling you. Baby announcements do Jordan numbers on Facebook. Baby announcements do Georgia, Jordan, Georgia versus TCU numbers do. Do I think Lacey gets limited snaps and Mississippi State with Hilton sliding in his spot? I could see it. I could see it. Look, Chris Hilton, this is his chance. This is his chance. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, you know, I out of all the positions outside of a quarterback, of course, the one position I get asked about the most or the one where it's why haven't we seen this guy is wide receiver. Okay. By far, is the number one I get, this wide receiver. So, after this week, I hope I don't get a ton of, well, why aren't we playing Hilton? Why aren't we playing Ibietta? These It's a golden opportunity. They ran with the twos a lot during the spring. They ran with the twos a lot in the fall. Thank you so much, Jared. Really appreciate that. And we are, uh, uh, what, a $10 Super Chat away from giving out our card tonight. Let's go to Kevin. He went to the game. Your thoughts, or is this the same Kevin Smith? Is this the same Kevin Smith? You texted me before the game. Your thoughts on Hurd starting by week three? It's possible. It's very possible. DRC says, Carter, I've been thinking about the winning ugly comment you made. I really don't have a complaint as long as we're winning, but it does cover up a lot of problems. Yeah, it's true. And look, I tend to be in um, that camp more often than not. But our process obviously is 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 a little flawed because when we've been tight roping a lot of these wins, it's 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 crazy. It's honestly crazy. You. You would be surprised. All right. So on the SEC channel, the number one team 
that kills all the other viewers on the channel. Um, and I did this for a long time. I did experiments on so many different teams, doing videos on their teams. Arkansas fans support the SEC channel more than anyone. So I do an Arkansas live stream for their fan base, okay? And Joshua was in there. Arkansas fans are in there thinking, well, you know, we gonna get you. Arkansas fans are now talking sideways about the LSU team. There you go. How with the super chat? We are in the hundo. Don't ever say that again, DRC. We are in the hundo. So we do have to give out this Kim Mulkey card. How about that? We have hit the hundo. Lots of super chatters in here. Jared, Devin, Garvis, Danny Girl, Sibley, Don, Zach, TJ. Okay. There we go. How? Kim Mulkey. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give it out. I normally wait till the very end. Who am I giving this card out to? Kim Mulkey card is going to Hal Jubin. Congrats, Hal. You're the winner. You are a basketball season ticket holder. You deserve it, man. Congratulations, Hal. I've got to ship out a lot of cards tonight. I got Williams. Oh, I got Williams Chad Jones card out. All right. So type Y for yes. Type N for no. All right. Is it a one gazillion percent lock that the LSU women's basketball team goes back to back? Type Y for yes. Type in for no. It is a gazillion percent lock that the LSU women's basketball team is going back to back. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. There you go. What's up, Grant? Good to see you. He's going to say yes. And all it. Vegas should take it off the board. Grant is like, no, this isn't just a gazillion percent lock. It is like if LSU played McNeese. You can't even put a point spread out there. Kobe says yes. No. That's not about jinxing, AP. There's no such thing as a jinx. When you bring in, what, the two best transfers that were out there and you get Angel Reese and Flaw J and everybody back? You get the best Louisiana high school recruits in Simone Augustus? I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's no jinxing. I mean, every single person is going to be predicted. Pooh Bear, what's good, man? Exactly. Let's go to Cole. Kata, can you address LSU's run blocking? It was the worst thing I saw in Orlando. Okay. 
let's talk about run blocking and let's talk about numbers. Okay. Now, first thing you need to do, if you think the run game is really struggling, is you need to ask yourself, was a run the correct call, right? And one way you could tell if a run is a correct call is by stopping every play right before it was snapped and counting how many people were in the box, okay? And the box is tight in to about three yards back, make a box, okay? Count how many people are in the box or box adjacent. And if they outnumber you by, I would say, one to one and a half, a run is probably not going to work because you need every single block and the running back and quarterback to make somebody miss for the play to work. Or the design of the run has to wrong foot the defense enough for the play to work. Now, LSU's run scheme is based on something called inside zone, which is a pretty straightforward way to run the football. Now, we attach his own read aspect to it, so it's not like just a direct less miles, three yards in a cloud of dust situation. But if you don't have a numbers advantage, it's tough. Now, the issue is there were times where we were running the football, we were getting beat in the trenches, and we didn't have a numbers advantage. There was other times, Cole, where we called a wonderful running play, had a numbers advantage, then had the defense add on to the advantage to the play where they called a stunt opposite of where we were running the football, and we still couldn't block it. So you are right, Cole. It was a mixture of both. And, Cole, another thing is you – and it's very important to take this in. Looking at you, whoever you might be. Sometimes the play is blocked fine, but we missed the cut. And that also happened. So it's very interesting. It is very, very interesting. Now, see a few of you uh, in here saying, well, if we if we had Fournette or Geis, our run game would be better. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty obviously. But our run blocking wasn't great. You are right about that, Cole. It needs to be better. It needs to be better. And our blocking overall needs to be better. Now, would it have been nice if some of these players we have brought in recently out of high school were actually good and lived up to their recruiting ranking? Yeah. And I understand Miles Frazier has been piled on. I get it. He struggled, but he's also, you know, three-star transfer from Florida international. Okay. Um, you know, something else Cole is our run blocking and just our blocking in general from the tight end position wasn't as good as it normally is. 
So we we honestly, it, it was it was a wide variety of things. It really was. Wait, what is this, Danny? You didn't even tell me this when I was talking to you. She says, I saw a lot of bad stuff on that field in Orlando, but I saw far worse on the streets before and after the game. Where did all the clothes go? It's like everyone took off their mask and britches. So they was it well, what kind of clothes was it? Underwear? Was it khakis? I mean, it is Florida, so did you see jorts or the words are jorts in the sewers? I don't know. I don't know. What was it? What did you see? Maybe you don't want to know what we saw. I don't know. Josh wants to know, why did we not play more empty? Florida State had some success running empty. It's a, it's, it's a good question. We had some success in empty, too. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, empty, I, I like empty. Obviously, there are some pluses to empty. There are also a lot of minuses to empty. Uh, 2019 LSU is probably the best empty team of all time. Okay, um, but yeah, they they were they were more effective in it than than I feel we were. Um, but but yeah, no, there's nothing. You'll 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 see. You. What's up, Don? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uber says he's 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 down to jump on and talk some 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 Grambling football. Let's get Santoria in here pretty soon. I'm still trying to figure out why, why Hal and Jerry got in trouble. Were they talking ish? Van wants to know why did I ban music? Music's in here. Music is back. Music, music, music made his triumphant return. I remember exactly why music pissed me off, and ironically, it was it was about uh, Harold Perkins uh, and his usage. It was after the Tennessee game. So, Van, do you want me? I, I'll if you don't want me to ban music again, I'll happily do it. I don't know if music's still in here or not. There he is. You see, you see, Van. I music is back. Tell him, tell him, music. You are gone, but not forgotten. You rose from the ashes like the phoenix. You, 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 huh? 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 No, there. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'll ever ban music again. I'm still trying to remember what it was. I think Van has that saved in his phone, and he just he just watches it. I was so furious. I remember exactly what happened. So, music kept asking me questions about Harold Perkins over and over and over again. I was furious that nobody asked Brian Kelly why Harold Perkins did not play versus Tennessee. So, I, I was sitting here doing the show, 
And I was waiting to, to, to see if, if we were going to get anything. And nobody asked. Nobody asked. Nobody. So I was like, wait, what the – that was the biggest story. Like, uh, why didn't this transcendent defensive player not get his chance? So – so yeah, I was I was I was furious. I was absolutely furious. Yeah, man. I I I I'm, I could get on a different level. So, Billy. Okay, before we get to our guest, please send me an email. I still have your card. Okay, I don't even remember what card it was. I I still have a stack over here. I got to mail out. You won a card the other day. Send me an email so I can have your address to send it. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com. Okay, send it. Now, let's welcome in our guest here to give us an HBCU perspective on Grambling. Show some love to friend of the show. Pooh Bear, what's good, man? What's up, Carter? The Carter. The Carter. Let's uh, give people really quickly here some players to keep an eye out for, for, for Grambling on Saturday. Okay. Um, I'll start on the defensive side. Um, on the defensive side, you've got two guys who are um, NFL prospects. Uh, first is the uh, preseason SWAC uh, defensive player of the year, Sonny Out of Games. He plays a uh, uh, edge rusher, um, massive guy. He's on the uh, senior bowl watch list. Uh, he's on okay. the um, Deacon Jones award list, which is the basically the best player. Um, in uh, HBCU football, um, he is Mr. Everything. Uh, then at linebacker, you've got uh, Lewis Matthews, who has been rated as the number one HBCU linebacker in all of HBCU land. Okay. Uh, so, so those are two guys that, to watch out for on defense. Uh, the defense was thought to be to carry this team this year. They did not look good against Hampton. Um, the defense faltered. And um, hopefully we'll see if they bounce back um, on the flip side, on the offensive side, uh, you've got miles Crawley at quarterback. Uh, he threw for a three ten, I believe uh, three ten and two touchdowns um, against Hampton last week. Um, he's a transfer out of Alabama state. He actually, his dad is a, a Grambling grad. Uh, a lot of people were shocked. He didn't end up at Grambling in the beginning. Um, but uh Good kid, uh, great arm. Uh, I he's gonna he's gonna sling that thing, especially with what we saw from LSU secondary. I expect Hugh Jackson to to try to air it out. Um, and then they have a, a wide receiver, Lyndon Rash, who has been um very good. Uh, I'm not gonna say phenomenal, but he is a threat, a serious threat. Uh, for our DBs, it'll be a good test. Uh, it's not going to be your average FCS team where you just come in and you're going to play a game and, and whoop them, um, and you learn nothing about it. Their strength okay. on offense is is goes directly to our our weakness of what we saw last week. So, um, this will be a game where LSU can can kind of improve or or get better and get tested, um, which is something you want to see. In an FBS game, I mean, an FBS versus FCS game uh, for your team, you want to see them see how they improve, see if they can, you know, sharpen those skills. So with the and get get a W in the in the process. So <laughs> that's where you kind of lean. Um, also, Grambling improved in the play calling this year. They got Tony Hull. Tony Hull was formerly at uh, ULM. Uh, 
I think he had a few more uh, G5 stops. Really good play call. He's probably, honestly, he's probably the best um, offensive mind, one of the best offensive minds in, in HBCU football. So definitely, definitely um, look forward to seeing what he does. Um, but overall, man, the, the biggest thing about this game, um, if you go to the game, um, you're probably going to leave by halftime. <laughs> <laughs> And be stuck in traffic. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a, a when I say a good game, it'll be a good game for LSU to like I said, sharpen those, you know, saying at least for the DBs to get tested a little bit and you know, improve themselves without necessarily having to suffer another L. So this is actually a friend of mine right here, David Hicks. He played at Grambling, he also played in the league. Um, and his son is actually a five star defensive lineman at uh, Texas A&M, DJ Hicks, okay. and um, love David, man. He was a mentor of mine as a as a player growing up, and uh, yeah. So Grambling, obviously Eddie Robinson is, is is the the legend, right? Right, right. Who are some other um, legendary Grambling players outside of Doug Williams, mm-hmm. uh, the, the first ever black quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Who who are some others you think uh, people? Uh, people- um- Bruce Eugene is one of the first ones that come to mind. Um, if you don't know Bruce Eugene, he threw for, I think in I think four or five years, he threw for like 13,000 yards. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And, and especially when you consider um, they don't play 12 games, they play maybe 11. Oh, wow. That's insane. Uh, you know, well, I say that they don't play 13 games because they, they, they play 11, maybe 12 um, and that's including like a, a SWAC championship. And then um, I think back then the Heritage Bowl. So, yeah, he threw for 13,000 yards. Um, ah, man, he's in Bruce Eugene's the top of pretty much every uh, statistical category. Uh, another name, he's not necessarily legendary, but another name that people may know. Um, uh, Kincaid. Ah, Kincaid, God, I was gonna, the Ole Miss quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um Devontae Kincaid, that's it. Yeah, that, he's yeah, now yeah. the um he's the I think he's a quarterback coach there at at, at Grambling now. Um, oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, Kincaid is he actually so Grambling played Arizona and was beating Arizona 21-7 in the second quarter. Kincaid gets hurt and goes out of the game, and Grambling ends up losing the game like 30 five to 28 or something like that. That's crazy. If Kincaid stays in this game, Grambling beats Arizona. Hands down. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, they now for the, what, what we call the HBCU national championship is the uh, celebration bowl. Grambling is the only swag school to ever win the celebration bowl. And Neil Kincaid, I'm not Neil. I'm sorry. Uh, Devonte Kincaid was the quarterback for that team. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know what's interesting is um like the Eddie Robinson like history. I highly recommend mm-hmm. everyone go go listen to it. Like, you know, the Tiger Stadium and what he had to face to even become a coach. Right. And honestly, just rebuild like just building a program from, from scratch, like how difficult it was to even get things going. It's 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 so insane. Whatever you, you can get down into a rabbit hole. Right. Um, so I got an interesting story for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, and I, I learned this from a, a guy that we met uh, in Twitter space. 
uh, and he came. We had him on like when we first started doing like HBCU content. Um, he yeah. came on and told us his story. Um, so back in I want to say like the seventies or so, uh, George Steinbrenner and um, for the Yankees owner, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Uh, and Eddie Robinson were really good friends. Good friends, in fact, that Steinbrenner's grandson was a quarterback at Grambling at one point. Also, wow. that's crazy. Uh, the Yankees actually came down to Grambling and played like it was like three years in a row, played against uh Grambling's baseball team. And like Ricky Weeks was there. Yeah, and, and, and one of Grambling's crazy. One of Grambling's pitchers, uh, who's now the uh, head baseball coach at Savannah State, uh, struck out Ricky Weeks. That's so and, cool. And they still talk about that to this day. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of connections. Um, Grambling has strong connections to, to, like I said, because of uh, of Eddie Robinson's um, friendship with, with Steinbrenner, uh, they have real, like, connections to the Yankees. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, California. Um, just Eddie Robinson opened so many doors. Uh, so many doors and he's a, a, a huge legend um, because of the stuff that happened with, with Joe Paterno. He is still officially the all time winning his coach. Um, and to think that he did it at a time where uh, they didn't get to play a lot of uh, mainstream games, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't get as many games in per season. So yeah, it's, it's amazing what, he was able to do in in, this, in a small town of Gremlin. So, yeah, Gremlin's a amazing place. What? Okay. And for people that aren't familiar with just you know, you do an HBCU out, you mm-hmm. do HBCU content. How much different is HBCU football than let's say? What What do you think the biggest difference outside of, of course, the obvious scale and mm-hmm. and the athletes? What What makes HBCU and just uh, swag football unique in your mind uh size and it's size for two different reasons size in the size of your your lineman trench uh trench guys um that's why a lot of times uh when you have a a guy that has that 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 stereotypical nfl size that's at a hbcu they get they stand out and they pop on tape um and they get picked up i eat uh teron armstead who came from uapb, UAPB yeah um tyree carter uh, who was that? Who came from Southern with the Bears? Uh, the now the I think he's the highest paid lineman in NFL. Uh, what's the kid's name? Um, he's with the Texans. I want to say it's like Tawan Carter. I think that that might. Uh, he's with the Texans. Uh, he okay. just signed a huge contract. Um, so the size in the trenches are, are what you see. Because if you look at it, uh, perfect example, and you see it this year, Travis Hunter. And Shadur Sanders. Granted, uh, Shadur was a um, he had D one offers. He was a D one quarterback just that just so happened to go to an HBCU. Same with Travis right. Hunter. He was a D one athlete that goes to an HBCU. I want to put this out there: Shadur never threw for five hundred yards in an HBCU game. Skill that, players, skill players aren't that different, you know. HBCU versus, you know, Power Five. It, the biggest difference is always the trench play. Um, then, when I the other part of size is the size of the, um, as far as scholarship number of scholarships. Um, most, you know, HBCUs or D one HBCUs only have sixty three scholarships. Uh, 
versus uh, a team that has 85 uh, with insane. FBS. Um, so when you look at a lot of a lot of these games, like well, this past opening weekend, um, UAPB played, uh, which is Arkansas Pine Bluff. I know you understand, you know that, but a lot of people may yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff played Tulsa, and the open they they start the game off. They got an interception on Tulsa, went down and scored, drove the field and scored. Carter kicked off, got a fumble, got the ball back, drove down, end up throwing an interception. Then they stopped Tulsa three straight drives, drove down, and then I think like missed the field goal, or dropped the pass and stuff. So it could have easily know. been it could have yeah. easily been like twenty one nothing. But then the depth and everything caught up, and because of the scholarship difference caught up and Tulsa ended up blowing that game wide open. Howard just played Eastern Michigan. Um, the score, when I, I was at my son's high school game, because they played on a Friday, I was at my son's high school game, and I looked at the score. It was like 23-6 at half. I stopped watching, you know, stopped keeping up with it. I checked back, and it was it was like late third quarter, maybe fourth quarter, and the score was 30-23. to 23. Howard had come back and had Let's only – license. Yeah, they, they, came, oh, they ended up losing the game uh, – 33-23. But to see that large, you know, comeback. I love you know, it. Yeah. So it's it's because That's of again terrible. scholarships and stuff, the depth, it's not that big of a, a difference. Um, I used to honestly, there used to be a point in time where I, I would think that HBCU football was um uh, um uh, F- well, Danny Girl, FCS is like that. Um yeah. it's not just HBCUs, FCS is only 63 scholarships versus 85. Yeah. Um so it's not just HBCUs. And then when you go to D2 schools, it's it's less than that. It's so, like in the 30s. Yeah, if you go to yeah. D2, D3, it gets it, – I think D3 is like 30-something, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot where I was. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's 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 great. I used to think – oh, that's where I – I used to think that HBCU football, some of it, I was like, man, this is, this is like upgraded high school football. That's what I used to think. You know, watching some of the games, but it's if you actually sit down, there are some this past weekend, some of the best games were, you know, HBCU games. Um, I ended up going to Alabama State Southern game this past weekend. Um, field access card, watched it on the field. Let's uh, go. The bands were amazing. Um, uh, the game itself was phenomenal. Um, the game was 14 10. It started off as like this, um, this, this offensive, you know drive where everyone was just driving the field then it became uh where everyone just started um just tearing it up you know it, like the defense started tearing it up uh so that was a great game then you had uh texas southern prairie view uh it was like 34 17 uh prairie view was i'm i'm sorry texas southern was beating prairie view prairie view came back took it overtime and ended up winning then you have Jackson State, Florida AM. So it's I mean, it's it's been it's great football, but it just doesn't get the, the same popularity. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, um, obviously everyone wants to know about the uh the halftime shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. so uh the best HBCU band is who? Oh, so this year we'll get a definitive answer. Uh, ESPN is now doing a national uh, HBCU national band championship. 
Oh hell be, yeah! Let's go. And so they'll crown a a a champion, uh, uh, a national band champion for D one and D two, uh, the same weekend as the Celebration Bowl. So it's okay. gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, so all the bands are coming in. Are you serious? So not all the bands are coming. So it's like over the season they'll like they'll be like grading performances. Oh and stuff. wow! So it's like uh, like the like. Like the green coats, like they'll have like those kind of judges there. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And, and so, and, and I don't know is that because it's 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 a new phenomenon. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I don't know if it's like some guy in a trench coat with glasses hiding in the back <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be it's it's good. It's like and then like the t- I think the top four come in at the end and kind of I think it's like a battle of the band that at the end. So it's I mean it's going to be great though, Carter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I'm gonna say Southern because I'm biased. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but, but everyone I've got a hot take for you. Let's hear it. Alabama State beat Southern last week, band wise. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and granted, Southern was amazing. They you know been playing in Montgomery. They did the, even the halftime show. They came out. They threw the hat in the air. Had the folding chairs and everything. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, made light of it. Uh, but it, I mean. It was just like phenomenal band play last week. So, it but was, everyone always says it's the family rattlers. Yeah, the marching one hundred. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, I, I every, everybody always points to the the green and orange, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I they're good. Um, Bethune Cookman is another really good band. <laughs> the only the re, the only thing reason why people don't really talk about them much, they don't travel. Oh, they don't travel. They you don't gotta, travel. You gotta, you gotta yeah, go you gotta. Yeah, you gotta so. go on the road. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, oh speaking, uh, of, we talked about FAMU. I do want to say Cardell Thomas played last week. Oh, uh, start and listen, he balled out. Cardell really? had a phenomenal game. Really? Phenomenal game. Yeah, Let's and go, there's even a, a picture of him like at the end of the game because uh, FAMU has hadn't beaten jackson state uh coach willie simmons who's the, he he was a former quarterback at clemson he's the head coach at famu had not beaten jackson state in his tenure he got his first win over jackson state last week um and cardell's there he's got a picture of him he's uh pointing to the fans and just kind of shushing himself cardell are yeah. you well you want to you want to know it's crazy yeah i always poop bears a, a beast man thank you grant for the super uh what, what's it what's interesting is um is I, I actually do have a ton a ton of Cardell Thomas cards over here really a ton yeah. and I I forgot the, like I had one listed and for the first time in forever I had uh, had one listed on eBay I had people mm-hmm. wanting it and so I was like God this is just random but now that you tell me that I'm like God he must be Mr. Pancake again with extra yeah. syrup. Let's go, Cardell. Yeah, Cardell has a and and Grant he he has a he has a chance to win a championship this year. Fam use, um. So okay. the last two years, uh, the only loss that Fam U has suffered, um, has been against Jackson State. Um. So he has a chance. You know, he played at LSU. They're playing South Florida this weekend. Oh really? I, okay, this is your chance, man. This Get is your chance to shine, and I, honestly, Carter, I think I think FAMU is going to beat. I think they're going to beat them, and I think oh. it's going to be convincingly. Oh, because uh, the court uh. the quarterback. Because again, we talked. I talked about talent and <laughs> all the transfers and D one talent. Um, 
the quarterback for FAMU is um, Jeremy Musa, who was once at Vanderbilt. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's at Vanderbilt. The kid is smart. He has he graduated in three years. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He graduated from Vanderbilt. I think it was three years, maybe two, with like a medical degree. And now he's at FAMU taking like a business degree. That's crazy. Yeah. Take advantage yeah. of that eligibility, man. Yeah. What th- this is what's crazy. I was celebrating Cardell's success, mm-hmm. but I did not think of every LSU fan screaming, Well, where was this when we needed it? <laughs> where was I've got, this? I've got a theory about Cardell. Um when he when he injured, you know, that ankle, um, I think he kind of they tried to rush him back a little too fast. And then he got so far behind on the depth chart, uh, not necessarily, you know, because of, you know, just being talentless or anything. I think he just got so far behind that um, he never could get right. And and that was just the, the end of it. So, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll take a few more. Uh, if you super chat, we'll keep it going. In the next five minutes, we'll – Keep hanging out. Do you want to keep hanging out, Pooh Bear? Yeah, I'm good, man. I, I'm not going to do it. I've already, hey, I've already lo- uploaded our stuff, man. I'm, I'm good, man. And I'm yeah, good. yeah. You know what? You know what's interesting? I think about. Um, I want to bring you in mm-hmm. to this, okay? Uh, let, let's chat, Dion. All right. Okay. Now I feel like you're in a unique position because you're not someone that just helicoptered in and just started doing the H- HBCU coverage. You've always been a fan, all right. It, Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. I've all uh, so I, I I've always known about. My dad went to a HBCU, and okay. it's funny because yeah. um, when he went and, and I knew about the HBCU, I didn't even realize they were an HBCU. I just like, oh, you know, saying that's the school my oh, dad went to, UAPB. Oh, okay, cool. That's where yeah. uh, Hughes's mom went. To. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So I think they they may have even been there, kind of overlapping times. Right. Um. Right. Um. So he went to UAPB. Um, I've always gone to uh, Magic City Classic, which is Alabama State, Alabama A&M, here in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, okay. Which, so the Iron Bowl is probably the biggest game for the day in Alabama. The Magic City Classic is the biggest game as far as uh, like weekends. That I mean, it literally generates thirty. 40 50 million dollars oh, wow. uh, a year for for the city of Birmingham just in revenue. Cool. I mean, huge game. So we I mean, we've always gone to those. We went to the Bayou, you know, go to the Bayou Classic and stuff. I've grown up watching these games, but yeah, so I mean, I've always known really about HBCUs that just didn't necessarily pay it as much attention as I do now. So Yeah, most of my family went to Howard. Had a few okay. family went to Southern. But yeah, I'm a huge huge Howard Bison uh, supporter, even though I had no idea that they were even playing last week. I've been so SEC and LSU focused. I need to keep up. How was co-champs last year of the uh, meet? Okay, good. So, good, yeah, so. good, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm always going to support them because they have, uh, yeah, right. all my family that's been there has been like ridiculously successful. So uh, maybe, maybe I should have gone there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carter, you're successful. I promise you, you are. Yeah. But, I will, I, will, I will say this. My uh, so so back to Dion. Mm-hmm. Are you shocked? Are you shocked that the, uh, the the Colorado thing is what it is now? Uh, so 
I'm not necessarily shocked because I, I thought he could he could win. I, I'll say that. I just didn't think it would beat TCU. I thought they would be competitive. I didn't think they would be that competitive. Um, and I, I'm not. I don't want to overreact yet um, because it's not like I don't want to. I don't want to go to the extreme of well, TCU just isn't that good. But I also don't want to go to the t- extreme of. Oh, Colorado, Dion has Colorado competing in the Pac-12 or Pac-2 or whatever they are now. So, um, I but I, I'm I'm not shocked. I think he'll they'll be they'll be ready. Um, he's got a he's got to beef up the line though. Um, because I think they win the next two. They've got Nebraska and Colorado State, but then you got like Oregon and USC and yeah 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 yeah. Um. I think I had you or our aunt on one of the radio things I was doing. I don't remember who I asked this to. It was aunt, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, aunt. <laughs> but 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 at the time when mm-hmm. when when Dion left uh, Jackson State, mm-hmm. not not everybody liked him. Oh uh, yeah, oh I mean, yeah. It was it was hellacious. Do you think HBCU college supporters in general ha- have turned now that he's won this game and now that time has passed? Um, the issue with him leaving was never about him necessarily abandoning HBCUs. Uh, I think it was more about, um, kind of how he did it because he left, but then he kind of, it felt like he kind of took shots at HBCUs about different things. Uh, or he made statements like, um, uh, it's, it's so much crime and, and at Jackson state or or something like that. Yeah, and it's yeah, not, yeah. It's, and, and it's not fair to say, cause it's like, for instance, if there's a shooting in Baton Rouge, people don't say there's so much crime at LSU. They just say there's crime in Baton Rouge. If there's, you know, saying so when there's crime in Jackson, they don't necessarily, you know, saying it's not fair to say, you know, saying there's so much crime at Jackson State. Because I think his daughter even said something like um, there's murders every week at Jackson State. And if you look at the history, really? there have been two. Yeah, she, she made a, a comment like that. Um, but there had only been two murders in a 50 year span on that campus. And one of them was like in the sixties when like a national guard member shot and killed two students. That's so, and the other was like in December of last year. So from that, in that time span, there had only been, you know, granted, you know, saying it's, you know, condolences to those who were lost. Right, but, but it's still yeah. it's still not. It's yeah, it's not. yeah. So it so people were kind of upset about again how he kind of made you know saying you know, you know some of the the comments he made. I don't think a lot of people are kind of indifferent about him leaving, and it's like ah, well, good for him, you know. And then some people, there are some people who just wish he didn't win another game. Yeah, now some people just don't like him. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I you this is something I want everyone to know. All right. Could you imagine a world where LSU fans did not like Joe Burrow? You couldn't imagine a world. It's yeah. impossible. It will never happen. It will it will it will never happen. Florida State fans hate Deion Sanders. Well, hate well you heard him. You heard him last week when they well, when a reporter asked him about it. He said, I'm not a no. Yeah. So what was interesting was before that, I went on a pretty big Florida State show. And so I knew him. He was a Florida State fullback. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, if the, I've always had this right here, it was a headliner. 
I said, hey, if he gets $150 in Super Chats, I will mail this to somebody. Yeah. It's a cool little Deion Sanders, like a little, it's right. be a perfect paperweight for your desk or whatever. Dude, it was, it was before Deion's comments. They mm-hmm. hated him. Yeah. Hated him. Yeah. And, and, and after knowing that Travis Hunter was probably going to go to Florida State instead of Jackson State, that might be part of it, but it's obviously oh, yeah. deep. It's like it's obviously deeper than that. It was it was very interesting. Yeah. So we had our, we had a guest on last week uh, before the Florida State game, and he kind of shed some light on on some of the things, like the because we asked him about the whole nose thing, you know, where him saying right. he's not a nose. Um. So part of Dion's uh, his disdain towards Florida State stems from how they did Bobby Bowden, kind of forcing him out for Jimbo. So he never liked Jimbo. Then they brought in Willie Taggart, and he liked, you know, he liked Willie Taggart. So he started coming back around Florida State, but then Florida State got rid of Willie Taggart. So now he's back like that. And then also he wanted to coach there, and they told him no. They basically, you know, he's you're not good enough. So, well, they, I, I'm not going. It's, it's not fair to say. Let me. They basically said, you know, he didn't have his degree, so he had, he ended up going to Talladega uh, College in in Alabama. Uh, which is HBCU to get his, which was kind of, uh, you know, his, his uh, comments were say, Hey, I went to HBCU to get my degree. Did you know that? So, the, you know. Yeah. So this is what he told Trey Sanders with Alabama transfer. He said, I walked over to him because he was a kid that I wanted to come to Colorado. The reason I didn't take him was because he sustained some significant injuries, but I still had love for the kid because he wanted to play for us. So I went out there and said, son, now, you know, if you don't get up, they ain't got a chance. (laughs) So I want you to get your butt up and get back in this game and been dominant like you have been. That's what I told him. I wanted the kid to be dominant. His last name is for his last name is Sanders. And he was wearing number two on offense. Dion is the has the perfect level of narcissism. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so ironically, I talked to some Jackson State guys, um, and they said, like off camera, Dion's very quiet. He doesn't say a word. <laughs> so it's, 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 it, and so it it's funny because it's like if you think about somebody who's probably doesn't really talk much, um, but he's probably always thinking of like funny stuff. Because like I, I know, like when we do, you know, doing shows. Um, I'll be sitting there, you know, saying thinking about the topics, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna say this joke because I, you know, so I know this is gonna slap, you know." So I can yeah, imagine Dion not saying, you know, not saying anything. He's like, "Oh, I think this will be funny. I can't wait to get on camera again and then say something." Right, right, right. So. Um, let's see here. Where do I want to go next? I saw uh. William says his wife graduated from Alcorn in nursing. Yeah, my Alcorn, that's uh, the home of uh, Air McNair. There you go. That is my guy, man. Uh, I loved Air McNair. I really did. It was him and Peyton Manning were my two favorites. Yeah. His uh, brother is the uh, head coach at Alcorn right now. Oh, I didn't. I honestly did not know that. He played there as well. His brother's the head coach, Fred McNair. Coach Fred McNair. Let's go to Danny Girl. Does Dion leaving? Jackson State hurt the growth and spotlight he brought to HBCUs with his on-air personality. To an extent, um, to an extent, uh, the it's um, 
there was there was a turning point, Danny. Um, and, and it was kind of the perfect I, I, and the perfect storm. And I hate to say that like that. Um, so Dion got there in 2020 pandemic. His first season was uh, the H, all HBCUs pretty much played in the spring. Um, right. that was during a time where a lot of uh, of black students started going back to HBCUs anyway. Um, then the the untimely death of uh, George Floyd happened. So it was kind of a revolution. So more and more people became, I guess you could say, became conscious or, or, or woke or however you want to define it. Um, so they started going back to HBCUs. Uh, a lot more people started paying more attention. Um, there have been some people who started watching HBCU football because of Dion who have stuck around since. Um, right. there, are some, there are some people who started watching because of Dion and now that Dion's gone, he's, it, it's, it, you know, he's no longer there. For instance, our first media day was last year. It was Dion's, um, I guess you could say it was his third, no, it was his second year. I'm trying to remember did they because I think they did a virtual two years he was there. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically your first one there, yeah. Yeah, my first one was I guess his first one. Um, the crowd was was huge. Uh Roland Martin was there uh doing coverage. Oh, uh, wow. there, okay, yeah. you know, so, so there was, I mean, a ton of people there this year. Dion wasn't there, but there was still a nice side. There was a bigger crowd than we expected, but it wasn't as many people as it was last year. Right. Um, but you know, saying so you can see some of the things that you know that have he he left that benefited um HBCU football. But then again, honest. So one thing I will say, level of competition stepped up. A lot of more people hit the transfer portal and and, and started beefing up their their program with you know saying former D one guys. Um, quarterback play this year is up significantly good yeah. uh, um you're you're seeing more and more guys throwing for 200 I, I don't think i've ever seen as many guys in in week one of hbcu games throw for 200 300 yards um several touchdowns and, and you know so you see that so um espn uh well the the like contracts for like espn and, and stuff like and other streaming uh tv revenue uh, they started prior to Dion. Dion definitely helped bolster it. Um, yeah. They started prior to him, and so those ha have stuck around, and those contracts have been signed. And there, uh, some of them are probably going to come up for renegotiation in a few years. So um, it, it hurt to where like you you had a lot of celebrity, like we had Rick Ross, uh, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> and, and those guys. You know, saying at, at like Jackson State's homecoming, um, yeah, you yeah. won't necessarily see that again. Gilly the Kid but, was always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Diddy, uh, Puffy, yeah. whatever he he's going by, brother, look, he's a bison. Yeah, he's a bison. He donated he uh, a million to Jackson State, and he donated a million to to Howard as well. But Let's he donated go. a million to Jackson State, so it it's going to keep happening. I, you know, it may not again. It may not be on the the same scale. And and Danny's question is is fair. Um, but it's it's not going to completely go away. All right. To use an analogy here with Deion mm -hmm. Sanders, okay, what I think people get somewhat wrong about Deion is how big of a celebrity he actually is, mm -hmm. okay? So Deion's not only bigger than HBCU football. Yeah. He is a different entity than college football. He, he it's, it's 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 just it's just the truth. 
And Colorado won one game last year, and they were the the prime time. Well, the the twelve o'clock game. They had so much coverage. Yeah. The what was the only school to have ESPN? Well, ESPN one main ESPN cover the spring game. Colorado. Georgia won the national championship back to back. They didn't have it. Let them know, Jeff. HU. Uh, let's uh, let, let me let me use an analogy here. Mm-hmm. It's not quite to the scale because he's not as big as this person I'm about to say. But think of what Lionel Messi did for the MLS. Ooh. Okay, that, that's that's very very equivalent. Now Dion's not on that level. Nobody will ever be right. Level, right, but it's kind of the same thing. He is he's separate from college football. And a good example of this is. I'm in a bunch of group texts uh, because of sports collecting with people around the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. College football is very regional. All right. So I'm in group texts with people in New York, Chicago, big sports markets, but they're not college football markets. Right. Okay. They're like, I'm, I'm in it. Dion. I'm like, wait, you're, you're not a Colorado fan. You're not even a Cowboys fan. It's Dion. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 he is different. You might not like yeah. him. He has said a lot of things I strongly disagree with. He has done things I think a lot of people don't like. I think people from all backgrounds at some point have hated Dion for something. But he is a freaking star. Um, and there's not many people in sports who can move the needle in a sport as college football that is big. So, yeah, Dion was a supernova when it comes to HBCU. Uh, football, but he he's like a supernova just anywhere he goes, right. which is honestly just you know crazy. Now, do I think Colorado's going to hit a little bit of a rough rough patch here? Yes, that's inevitable. Like at some point, you know, Travis Hunter, what was it, 140 snaps, uh, something yeah. like that. It's, I mean, like that's and 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 it's not like it's not like snap snaps. I mean, these are sprints. Yeah, he, he sprints. I know he's young and all that stuff, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, Danny says, do you think his aspirations are NFL once his sons graduate? I don't know. Which I, I don't. I think he so. Uh, Shiloh, which is the safety. Um, this is his last year of eligibility. Yeah, I think he's out there. If Shador keeps having game, he he's not going to throw for five hundred every week. But yeah. if Shador has um, any semblance <laughs> of success, like he had game one, meaning he throws for three hundred a few times, two hundred, and so on and so on, uh, Shador is probably going to leave. So NFL, I think NFL is is definitely that, and and I don't think it's it's far off because it could necessarily his sons could be gone this year. So both so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, Jeff. Jeff, uh, not I'm sorry, Jeff. Josh said, uh, regardless, Dion brought a lot more to JSU and HBCUs. I don't. That's not necessarily true. I don't think that's necessarily. I mean, regardless, I, yeah. I, and I, I I get what he means, but it, it's it's kind of it was it was beneficial on both sides. Nobody else yeah. was giving Dion a chance to coach. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Nobody else. Uh, Dion tried to get TCU job before Sonny Dykes. 
So it, that uh, ironically, this is probably a uh, bittersweet for them, you know, being at Colorado to beat them. Um, TCU turned them down. Um, I, I, tried I, to go- I, I actually do have a, a school that I know is connected to Dion, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to start a firestorm. Do you well, I, 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 I may start one. I was going to say Auburn. Auburn is another one that he was trying to yeah. get. And that kind of, that fell through for different reasons. So that, that yeah. was, that wasn't mine, but I do have, I do have another pretty, pretty interesting school. Uh, but I don't, I don't, because it would have actually made sense. And I know that there yeah. was some, uh, uh, so, some interest. Oh, no, no, uh, so, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. He brought, that, he, brought a, he brought a lot. It's just Dion skipped the line. Right. Yeah. Like no one just gets head coaching jobs yeah. without being a position coach and grinding some. Right. So that's that's the point that Pooh Bear was making yeah. that. Yeah, he did take HBCU football to the next level, but he, you know, JSU actually. So. So. Yeah. So. For, so for Josh to to. For your for your point, um there are some contracts that JSU now has with like Walmart and a few other, yeah. you know, big sponsors um, that, that Dion helped usher in. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people don't know uh, in all of FCS football, JSU leads the country and has led the country for like the last eight years or, oh, or I didn't more, know that. Uh, in I attendance. Know. Yeah. In attendance. So they, they've always had a big following um, and stuff like that. Um, it's the so he he really brought the notoriety and kind of like popularity um oh, celebrity he brought a lot of celebrity to to jackson state and then he and he did help get you know saying get a few things for them but it's like a lot of a lot of things that got brought into the spotlight were in the works prior to Dion, um but he brought spotlight a lot more spotlight to it so that, and so to to your point, Josh, I'm not saying that no, he didn't bring anything, but there were a lot of things um uh that came prior to him that you know it, it, it optic optically speaking looked like he was the reason for so yeah, Roger Dodger, it's MP, it completely completely different. And you saw how much that nice. crashed and burned. Yeah. That was the most uh, crash and burn coaching job I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Where where oh. Kyrie. Yeah. Um Miami Florida. Oh my God. If Dion wanted oh, to oh, freaking oh. throw a Molotov cocktail into the middle of college football. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? If he went to you? Miami. Oh my Dude, God. First of all, the Miami fans would just they would just be in. They're already kind of bad. They'd be insufferable. Um, a Molotov cocktail, right? Florida State would literally implode <laughs> if There's Florida no if he way. went to Miami. Though I think what would be worse is if he if not Miami if he went to maybe uh, Florida or Clemson. Well, no, he wouldn't go to Clemson. I mean, Clemson's not. But no. yeah. I can I can see Prime following Dabo. That's the biggest. That would be the weirdest coaching transition of all. I mean, and that would that would be the most god oriented one. I, thank you. I was going. Yeah. I was trying not to say. I was trying not to say. <laughs> oh man, it'd be like a. Oh my god, 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 
God, God has been God has been cited by those two more than anybody, even more preachers, even more than preachers on Sunday. Oh my God! Even it's, more it's, than DJ Collins. They're, they're probably. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, Clem, if that was the case, I'd say Clemson probably wouldn't be screwed by more preachers than Liberty. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh man, that would be so so crazy if Dion went to Miami. I I wouldn't. That would be the most college football thing I've ever uh, seen. I'll go to you on this one. Which LSU player are you most afford seeing on Saturday? So, because I talked about like with Grambling and having that edge rusher, um, who NFL prospect Lance Hurd. I want to see what Lance does against you know uh, uh, a a bona fide uh, a bona fide NFL prospect. Let's go, Lance. Let's do it. All right, we'll take a few more here. Once again, if you super chat, we'll keep hanging out. I don't. I don't, I don't mean to change the subject, but I got a I got a question for you. Carl. Yeah, go ahead. Because I and I know you talked about it earlier. Um, how do you feel about? Because I got it at when I was at my son's practice football practice. The Joe Burrow oh, renewed contract. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I mean, it, what, what's what's really crazy about Joe was how liked he is. I truly do believe he is the most liked player in the NFL, mm. and it, it's it's interesting. You know, I went to a card shop in the middle of went to a card shop in Mobile, okay. and Shout everybody wanted. Yeah, it, you, you, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. John That's Sibley not- asked, "Where am I from?" That's where I'm from, John Mobile. Mobile. <laughs> we had a bunch of mobilians in here. Yeah. Uh but but Joe was like just the hottest item yeah. in there. He is a very good looking guy. He is the most like searched guy in the heartthrob TikTok. It's like him, Harry Styles, Michael B. Jordan, you know, the usual suspects, mm, yeah. right? But it's like like he's got all these things going for him. You got the Joe Burrow Foundation, he's got all this stuff. Um Obviously, it's well-deserved. And from an LSU perspective, it has to cross Joe's mind. Like, mm-hmm. if he, like if NIL was around during... Oh, that he... Oh, my God. Hand over fist. It it would have been crazy. Like, he, Todd, he can go to Todd Gray and say, what's your number? I mean, Gordon, could you imagine the, the, the Gordon dollars? So, yeah, it's, it's well-deserved. I'm really happy for him. Going through the injury... Going through everything he's gone through, I'm 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 proud, man. Really proud. Huge, huge. Mm. Jared, 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 Jared. Not only reps Mobile, he lives there. Yeah, Jared's a good one, man. But ironically, mm-hmm. I think the next great NFL quarterback is actually from Fairhope. Alabama. Yes, I yeah, I did not realize he the kid uh Duke's quarterback. Riley Leonard. I have Riley been Leonard, yeah. people Riley Leonard can play. Riley Leonard can play. The pride of Fairhope. Yes. Um but I I think he can play. I do want to go back to one quarterback that mm-hmm. uh, was mentioned and, and we didn't talk about him too 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 much. Is Steve Air McNair. 
Like, oh, yeah. Because LSU wanted to make him a DB. All the schools wanted to make him a, a DB. And his peak, I know he had off the field stuff, but his peak was absurd. And injuries just tore him apart. If, if there weren't injuries and the off the field stuff, he would be no doubt a Hall of Famer. Yes. And I'm such a big Air McNair guy. Like, I'm such a huge, huge, huge fan of his because, you know, go back. Uh, I'm glad William brought him up. The fishnet jerseys. That's that's one thing. Yeah. I, I miss those 80s. I've got a yeah. Was it Oklahoma that he he like ripped a new one? Um, I, I when they're playing. Oh man, he he threw for his no because a lot of people talked about uh, last year's doors um, his start you know at Jackson State and they were like oh he should you know be a Heisman yeah. candidate and everyone was like his numbers aren't even good you know saying in comparison to what Air McNair because Air McNair finished like a Heisman finalist he was in, yeah. I think he was invited to New York so. From you know, considering he came from you know HBCU, that's it's crazy. So, so. Jaron wants to know if you're still in Mobile. No, I'm actually no, I got I, you know, I got family there. I'm actually in uh in a Huntsville area now, Alabama. So so how far is Huntsville? Because my wife's family lives in Fairhope. Huntsville is about a five and a half hour drive to wait from Mobile. Yeah, I'm literally Carter. I'm literally six minutes from Tennessee. Oh, I didn't know Huntsville was. Yeah, it's the very top of the state. So, um, like, up oh, 2019, I was at the Vanderbilt game. I was there. So, yeah, I went to Vandy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. That's uh my oldest son. Um, uh, that's he. That's how he became an LSU fan. We went to the Vandy game and he saw Jamar Chase put on a show. He saw Joe and Jamar put on a show, and he he became a Vandy fan. Yeah, the Space Center, Josh. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, can, can Warner we, uh, Von Braun. Can we uh, can we talk about uh, your son? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about him. Um, phenomenal start to the season so far. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- ten catches, two sixty-five, six touchdowns. Let's go. Um. He's got a. He's. They've even moved him to running back a few times, giving him a few carries. Uh, last week was a show. They played a, a a team where, like, before I moved to, uh, where I'm actually in Athens. You know, you know, just it's Huntsville adjacent, I guess you would say. Um, and so where we we when we moved up here, we moved out of the um, Madison area. And so the high school he would have been going to, um, we played against them, and they were talking trash all week, you know, some kind of exchange with some of his friends, and they were telling him, you're not going to score on us. It's like, okay. They scored, like, in the first first half, they scored, he scored. They scored, he scored. So okay. it was like, it was great back and forth. Um, and we, we've got another big rivalry game tomorrow night, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he gets five. <laughs> like five tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't, he didn't know this, but I sent the film of your son to one of my favorite talent evaluators and I keep anonymous for, uh, right. But, but he's, he's really good. And I, I said to him, I was like, Hey, tell me what you think of uh, Jay Sean. And he was like, you know what? Jay Sean's actually a top 25 receiver on his board. And I was like, I, 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 I didn't say anything. I, I just sent him the tape, and uh, he's committed to uh, South Alabama. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, you need to ban Ed O, uh, nuts bus driver. Uh, that is a fallacy, sir. Uh, don't you ever disrespect. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm not getting into Mardi Gras debate tonight. <laughs> oh God, no, I'm not doing that either. Uh, Wait, what? Nah, what what's the helmet thing? That was his oh man. Yeah. So oh man, so South. Like, I think like last week, um, South Alabama and Tulane played. And yeah. it was kind of it was funny. People were calling it uh the Battle of of uh, Battle of Mardi Gras. I think so. Uh, South Alabama had in the back of the helmets like "Home of Mardi Gras" or something like that. And then, um, yeah, uh, Jay Russ. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I played against Marcus Russell in high school. So that's I how. Know. Yeah, that's that's really how I became like a a, a really big LSU fan. Because once he went to LSU, I was like, you know, I started following him. So good. Yeah. yeah. I'm a J. I'm a, I'm a longtime J. Russ defender. Oh, yeah. People, me too. People can't separate that. He wasn't good in the NFL, but damn, he was good at LSU. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First quarterback back to back 10 win seasons, eight fourth quarter overtime comebacks. So, yeah. yeah. I, I will say this to, to for the, the Mardi Gras uh, debate thing. Technically, Technically, the first Mardi Gras was still in in Louisiana, but it was in Mobile because at the time Mobile was under Louisiana rule. So, yeah, Louisiana actually—I mean, Mobile actually is called uh, one of the other nicknames like City of Six Flags because they've fallen under six different countries um, in their time. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Mobile's got good food though. That's yeah. one thing. I, they got good food. In there, the there's world. a lot of similarities between Mobile and in New Orleans. Um, it's it's it's. I mean, they're. I mean, definitely not the same. Definitely food. Food hands down. New Orleans is going to beat Mobile, but they're. I mean, they're cousins. They're cousins. So, literally. Mm. All right. Uh. Let's take a few more here, and then we'll go ahead and sign this thing off. Uh, Nuts bus drivers in here. We got a bunch of Nuts busters in here tonight. <laughs> Danny, I, I, I like how a lot of people are telling me what happened in the Chiefs Lions game. <laughs> I, I watched like two seconds of the yeah. first half, and I saw I'm on a Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Kadarius Tony's from Mobile. Oh, he, cool. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the one of the best high school football games I ever saw, Kadarius Tony. Was playing. He played quarterback. Um, okay. He was. Um, it was him versus Malik Cunningham in the playoff game. And oh hell yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Malik Cunningham. It was in Montgomery at that. Uh, Malik Cunningham's team. Uh, they went up by twenty-one, and Kadarius Tony brought his team back. Um, Malik Cunningham's team went up by twenty-one again. Kadarius Tony brought his team back again, uh, and Kadarius Tony got the ball with like. A minute left to to drive to win the game. He went out of the game with a cramp. Oh, really? And, and the backup quarterback came in, threw a pick, and Malik Cunningham's team went down, kicked the field goal to win it. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Best game I've ever seen. High school game I've ever seen. So. Uh, Saints win the NFC South. I can agree. I can agree. Um, I think it's almost by default. Um, I don't think Atlanta. I think the biggest challenger is going to be Atlanta. Uh, but I still don't think Atlanta's any good. 
So no Baker or, or Bryce Love? Short Kings? No, no. no. Yeah. No. Um, I do now I will say Trey Palmer's Trey. He is my God. He's he clean there. Freaking phenomenal. Um, I'm a, I'm a little upset at the Saints though for not um I think it got kind of political when it came down to roster cuts. Um we should have kept Shaq Davis. Wide receiver. Uh he's HB, HBCU guy as well. They should have kept, I mean, he's on a practice squad, but they should have had Shaq Davis as the uh as one of the on the on the 53. Um, you can't coach size for Carter. I don't care. And, he, and he's got but, size. But I mean, it, the Saints receivers, what they you have you have Alave, you have Thomas, you have Shahid, and you have I, I can argue that you should have kept him over um Traquan. Yeah, Traquan's just is ass. Yeah, so why why yeah, keep him over Traquan? So yeah. But P, here's a problem with the NFL franchises. So the front office that drafted Traquan is still there. Yeah. They don't want to admit that they're wrong. That's the one thing front offices don't do a good job of. Yeah. Just so they just you just admit you made a bad pick. He's not good. But um, this is this is so surreal. I'm like the news is on now, and um, they're showing like the the player of the week for like up here the the city, and they're showing the quarterback from my son's team, who who uh, he got quarter he got player of the week, but all the highlights of the quarterback throwing touchdowns to my son. Yeah. Oh God, I, that's that's interesting. Um, well, the QB, the QB is a QB committed anywhere. He's just he's a junior, so okay, good. He needs that shot. Yeah. So, well, all right. Uh, uh, Golden Boot HBCU Hour. Check them out, yeah. and uh, appreciate you sharing all this no knowledge problem. on the Grand Fam. Gonna one one last question for you, Carter. Outside of LSU Grambling, uh, well, never mind. That's probably an easy question. I was gonna say, what game has your uh Biggest interest this weekend? Yeah, so obviously Alabama and Texas is is going to you know be be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few people in the chat actually going to this game. Uh, okay. Going. Um, I actually will say Texas A and Miami is actually the, mm. the, the 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 most the most interesting game. A and M on the road. Jimbo's not a good road coach, right? But Miami's having to do buy one get one tickets. Dead serious. They are doing buy one get one free tickets. And I, I don't so, believe in Miami. I, I don't yeah. care. So it's not going to be a hostile environment, right? You're playing in an NFL stadium. You don't feel like it's a college stadium at all. So if Texas AM is for real and they let Bobby call the plays, they should be fine because I don't think Miami's any good. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to actually be looking at that game very 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 closely yeah give me a give me two lane over old miss oh i like that old that miss was another that, that was another school we were looking at and um i i got to see them like watch them practice and see michael pratt and and like all those guys yeah they they are they are they are committed dude they are what what coach fritz is doing over there mm-hmm. Um, I actually got, I, I think, I don't know if I sent it to you or shared it with you. Um, 
Willie Fritz told me, because uh, that was one of my first questions. Uh, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, I understood that, you know, there was some interest with, you know, you flirting with Georgia Tech. And he was like, hey, he kind of stopped me. He was like, hey, I didn't flirt with them. They flirted with me. And he was like, wow. I'm going to let you know. He said, I'm, I'll let you know now. Um, I, I'm going to tell everyone else. I'll tell all the, I'm going to tell all the other parents tomorrow night. I signed a seven year extension. He said, I'm going to retire here. I was like, oh, gotcha. Willie. Yeah, so Fritz. I, I love what yeah. he's doing there. So Tulane's an excellent school. So he's got he's got him competitive, and I like it. LD88, there you go. All right, Pooh Bear, we'll talk to you soon, man. Cheers. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Y'all go su- support him. Jay Sean Rigel is his son's name. He's a, he's a beast. I, 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 I really was blown away. Something else. Jason weighs 200 pounds. You guys know weight. Weight is something I look for, right? Uh, so there you go. If we get a few last second super chats, I'll take a few more. I know a few of you tuned in after the end of the Chiefs game. That's okay. First game of the NFL season always draws a good rating. Always get you excited. I freaking love the NFL too. Can't help but love it. Please a beast, man. You know, I've been friends for a while. Uh, he did actually share with me a lot of stuff during his son's recruitment process. It really opened my eyes. Um, but I'm not kidding about his son being a top 25 guy on on a really, really good talent evaluators board. Someone I trust a lot for evaluation. So, like, when I do my high school evaluations and give a grade – it is mostly how I feel, but, you know, you do reach to your network. And some of these people are coaches. Some work at some of these sites that you see. Some are just kind of like fantasy dynasty people. Um, and uh, and you get a bunch of different opinions, and they, they love his son. So maybe he goes to South Alabama, and maybe he comes to LSU one day. Uh, all the women are independent. Throw your hands up at me. All right, y'all. I'm going to sign this off. Really appreciate once again all our super chats. Hal was the winner of our card earlier today. Uh, Hal, if you don't want Kim Mulkey, I can give you a really cool. Chris Jackson card. I know you're a big Chris Jackson fan. Shout out to all our super chatters tonight. Jared was first on the board tonight. Devin, Jared, uh, Carvis, Danny Girl, Sibley, Don, a Florida State fan who's down PA Chiller, Zach, TJ, AP, Crying Belly. Let's keep it going here. There's Hal. There's Forbes. Cole Grant. It's all good stuff. Thanks to our guest, Pooh Bear. I don't know what happened to Santoria. I don't.
I don't. I'm I'm cheering for you. I can't believe I'm saying I'm cheering for Texas. I'm cheering for you, Sibley. You're one of my best buds, and I really want it for you. I really do. Um, but yeah, I know you have friends on the Alabama sideline too. <sighs> Long night for your boy. Long night for your boy. I got a lot of stuff to do. I am. So Haley's going out of town tomorrow. I am not good by myself. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, and like, if I have to get up early in the morning, she's normally the one that's waking me up because I stay up late. I got to cut the podcast and all that stuff, put it on iTunes. I didn't post the last couple of days because I just honestly forgot and I hated myself for it. Um, but here's what sucks is she normally gets me up uh, in the morning. I get up around 9, 9.30, about when she leaves. But she's gone out of town, and on Saturday morning, I gotta get up at six. Six. I talk. I talk to Blake every day. He gets up every morning at five. What? How do human beings function then? Like I was, I stayed up till five after the Florida State game to cut the 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 the, the film study. But five. That's absurd. Music, I'll tell him to unblock you if you get yourself some PHO merch. I forgot to do the PHO merch mention. Probably cost me. There was probably someone be like, I wonder if this guy sells shirts. Apparently he doesn't. He was probably getting ready to buy 10 shirts. You know, one thing you should do with a PHL shirt if you have a kid that's getting ready to play on a soccer team you should just get phl shirts as the the uniforms and just draw their numbers on the back i, I don't know how you do it danny girl you are crazy We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll be chatting in the Discord for a little bit. So if you want some more PHL, click the link down below and the Patreon. Join the Patreon. You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. You get a $275 million card in the mail. Well, the guy on the card is about to make $275 million. We'll talk to you soon. It's power hour. LSU. And tonight, we are doing, oh, I posted a photo of it in the Discord, too. We're doing salmon. And my wife's salmon recipe, let's go.